Welcome back to the Brave Podcast. My name is Angelo. You normally find me here on YouTube as Exploring with Angelo. I go on crazy ghost hunts, strange places, and all sorts of shenanigans. Um, I'm actually here with two of my good friends today. Uh, one of them you've probably seen in a lot of my videos, and the other one you usually see me here on the podcast. Here is my co-host, Moshi. I'm Moshio Muhammad. Everybody calls me the guy beside Angelo or number two, which I don't really like hearing. What? <laughs> Who says that? Uh, <laughs> no further questions. Today, we're, we're introducing someone that, yeah, you may know from Angelo's videos on the Exploring with Angelo page. His name is, his literal legal name is Exploring with Brad. Welcome. What's going on, guys? Very Thanks for having here. me. What's yeah. up? How was the, uh, the drive over? It was it was actually a little bit intimidating. Was it? Yeah, it's different than going to your house. Yeah, I was yeah. like, holy smokes! Yeah, it's driving uh, over like, all the way six lanes over yeah. and then six lanes back. I mean, oh yeah, that highway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah let's yeah. not get into too many details as to exactly where we're located, but <laughs> I know the drive over is uh, it's a little hectic. Um, yeah, yeah, because you know people in this area just cannot drive generally, yeah. and I know even in your area you're kind of complaining of the same oh, God, thing. It's terrible. It's awful, man. I don't I don't know what the deal is with people but like city drivers right i call yeah. it like cracker jack box license i don't know what's going <laughs> on it's, it's just crazy man yeah um but yeah so as we said you normally you see exploring with brad on my channel out doing uh randonautica videos mm. and we've done some haunted videos in the past um so we have an array of interesting topics on this episode sure. Um, you guys know sometimes we cover everything from, I don't know, it could be video games to ghosts to aliens to oh. politics. It's a little bit of everything. Sometimes right it depends. Alley. Yeah, sometimes it just depends <laughs> on who we have on here and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So first things first, now that you've got a little bit of experience under your belt uh, doing Randonautica, um, what would you say you prefer to do? Would you Do you prefer doing Randonautica videos or do you like? still doing haunted videos i actually prefer doing paranormal and it's Dude. because i was brought up in it mm -hmm. yeah like i like randonautica but i guess it's like the danger and then like mm -hmm. just the other things that kind of follow like i've actually had like gone home and like not like i don't have ptsd but i've come yeah. home and i'm like mild ptsd like mm -hmm. some shock therapy yeah. from yeah, it just so it's just like oh my your god mind and then you know you're dreaming of what you did the night before yeah and so last night um i actually went out and because you know there was a huge lightning storm and i was oh, yeah. out there you, from about <laughs> i was dude i was out there man i was out there filming Whoa. it was on and off pouring rain Yikes. um and then the lightning was coming through and i'm like holy crap man i might actually die tonight doing this yeah, that's um but yeah like we said i mean you never really know what you're going to encounter whether it's weather or um realistically for me nothing's really going to stop me because i've gone out and you know six feet of snow before and just not really cared the job's um, the job yeah, yeah exactly you do what you got to do right but um why why would you say that you prefer doing haunted i guess it's just i've always been fascinated by it and i've seen some people that were just so like i'd say like i can mention him like paranormal state uh brian mm -hmm. buell really got me into paranormal and it was somebody that they wanted to help people, and I guess that's what I originally wanted to do, was learn enough about the paranormal where I could help people that are having trouble with it. Like, you know, it's in their house, it's like, to, like maybe their daughter is 
exorcism, like, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody's possessed or something like that. So I, I really just wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was the big thing that I wanted. Although, like, I heard, like, there's a lot of, like, education things that you need to learn by it. And then you have to go through the Catholic Church, which we do have the diocese, which is in Hamilton. To do... Apparently, uh, they deal with exorcisms and stuff oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. And, and to, to deal specifically with exorcism, um, mm-hmm. which I was going to get into a, a later on about other exorcisms. I've been to places where they have actually done exorcisms wow. before, and it's just wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Do, do any of you guys have any experience like with do you know somebody maybe who's been exercised? No, not me personally. No, no. Um, I mean, I know no. one person. I won't name them by name, but yeah um, One of my friends she so apparently what happened. It's kind of a weird story um, but apparently at some point she played with a Ouija board with her friends, and then that's when stuff kind of, you know, started to hit the fan. Oh, wow. And um, basically, fast forward, she eyewitnesses said that they saw her literally speaking in tongues and mm. floating off of the bed. Like, they oh had to actually get, God. like you said, to get approved. Because in order to do a proper exorcism... You need professionals. Yeah, yeah. It actually has to go through, like, the whole process through the church. It's yeah. not just, like, a thing where a priest just randomly shows up. There's an entire process. you got to mm. go through the, the diocese. The diocese has to get the approval from the Vatican. Yep. And then once you get approval, there has to be wow. a specialist. Like, That's there's correct. an actual person who's, like, a designated yeah. exorcism specialist that shows up and then you know kind of takes care of all the problems um as far as i know like there's a lot more to that story how come it's always the i mean i shouldn't say always but how come it's always the ouija board i don't know how come you've done like a portal gateway so it's like yeah you've done ouija stuff so many times yeah yeah in videos at least Mm -hmm. right yeah um even off videos like I've, i've done the ouija board um so what the ouija board is is literally just a tool to be able to actually communicate like the original um term for it was talking board Mm. right and a lot of people because of movies right because of pop culture a lot of people think that the ouija board is inherently dangerous it's technically not right realistically any tool that we use to access the other side or to you know reach the other realms can be a tool that could lead to dangerous possibilities, yeah, right? And that could be as something as simple as an EMF detector. That a lot of people don't get that. Mm-hmm. They see you using the Ouija board and they automatically think demon, devil, something dangerous, something really bad is going to happen. That That's not technically true because it's literally just being used as a tool in order to communicate with whatever might be in your surrounding area. So is, it um, kind of, is it kind of like your intention <laughs> and... Or literally the things you're saying. Or it could be chance. Yeah. So there are certain things that obviously you're not supposed to do, right? Yeah. Um, like a lot of times people will say, like, so we go into these certain locations. Like I've done a lot of booked locations, so I'll go into certain locations where we actually pay money to like a lot of money in order to investigate locations and a lot of the times they tell us like please don't antagonize the spirits etc 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 most of the time the reason why they do that is because you will get these skeptics for one um, that will show up and because they don't really believe like you could literally have a lamp probably thrown across the room and they still wouldn't Mm. believe you they'll still be trying to find a way to debunk what just happened Um, Mm. but these people they have the habit unfortunately of of you know trying to antagonize whatever they might be dealing with because they don't see or perceive um these spirits as 
actually being spirits or actually formerly being human beings at one point. And it's mm -hmm. like you wouldn't show up at somebody's house and, you know, let's say they have a child and, you know, little Timmy's up in his bedroom. And you're going to be like, hey, little Timmy, you motherfucker, like get down here. Right. <laughs> like you're not going to do that. Oh you, you don't do, you don't show up at somebody's house and do that. So why yeah. would you even when it comes to the spiritual realm, why would you? Do that but unfortunately people do so a lot of times they mm -hmm. tell people you know don't antagonize people and uh which includes the spirits and especially demons um but back to the ouija board yeah there's been this kind of uh you know idea that because especially because it's been used in so many movies like, i'm pretty sure there's a movie literally called ouija ouija yeah, or whatever so. and it was like, like oh they're dealing with demons and whatever whatever but i mean it's at the end of the day it's literally a thing that you can buy at Toys R Us, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and it was actually originally only made just for kids. Yeah. Like mm. it was just made for children no, as a children's no, toy. No, it wasn't. Oh, no. well, from what I read, I thought it was. Like no, I was reading. I don't no. know if it was by Hasbro or no. Yeah. Okay. Or is that the, not true? One, no, that's definitely not true. So oh, the ones okay, you're okay, thinking okay. about are literally the the uh, the ones that are created. Uh, as like a game board or a board okay, game. Okay, because I was trying to research. I'm like, yeah, where did it come from, no. and why is there skeptics in back? No, the, and forth the original. And... Uh, it came long, long time ago, and that's originally what it was called. It was called uh, the talking board, and it okay, was used okay. to contact. You know, there's a the lot two. of back in the day. You had a lot of like spiritualism and yeah. uh, uh, occultish or uh, occultist type of people who would um, communicate with you know, the other side. And that was one of the tools that they used to use. And it's not necessarily something that's supposed to be inherently dangerous. Now, in a certain scenario like that, the reason why things probably went wrong for her in particular was because there was something already there, right? So if you okay. already have some sort of attachment and they do believe that it was passed down, they, they, they do believe that there was a family member that, did some sort of weird voodoo or black magic sort of thing yeah. um, that involved their family members many years ago back home in Italy. And um, whatever it was that they did essentially was already attached to her. And then when she used the Ouija board, I believe it was either maybe coincidental mm -hmm. and um, it just kind of started all of a sudden escalating to yeah. the point where she became possessed, speaking and in tongues. And it's like you said, like yeah. when you're trying to reach out that yeah, exactly. Things happen. And I was going to talk about this too because mm -hmm. I actually did a documentary about this. I had to I did a lot of research because I'm like, okay, so how how come there's so many people that don't believe? How come there's so many people that do? And from what I read um from a bunch of people and a lot of scientists too that were skeptics and then mm -hmm. they finally turned over was yeah. we find out that there's actually a big scientific explanation for life after death. Like even when you see these hospital cameras mm -hmm. pointed at the person and then you can see, you see something yeah. visually come yeah. out of their chest. Like wow. the body loses like, I, I don't know the exact number, but it's a certain microgram of weight. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what we were talking about before, and that's why I always tell people like people are like, oh, well, that app is this or that app is that or people debunking. And it's like, you don't understand though that spirits are 100% energy, there is no physical. So there's the EMF energy, there's, I don't know the different types, but there's like, cause I did like, obviously that was in my notes doing this documentary, but there's so many different types of energy scientifically that the very first spirit boxes were really just radios. That's mm -hmm. why when you see the SB7, it's really, it's picking up radio signals. Yeah, People are like, oh, so why? And it's because 
they seem to work well through technology. Yeah. Like even the human body, electrons, like we're full well, of electricity. Electric, yeah, exactly. electricity, electricity passed through us. Radiation, yeah. like yeah. this is radiation, like heat, yeah. like things like that. So like the spirits react to that. Yeah. Now it's finding out which type they respond best to. So that's that's how I try to tell people with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I've, I've always kind of learned that that uh, it's kind of like they can manipulate electronics, right? Yeah, Even yeah, something exactly. so simple as a phone, right? I mean, if they can realistically, like if you've ever seen the movie The Poltergeist, where they're manipulating TVs, right? And that uh, somehow the oh TV God, was like a, a sort of example. like a portal, right? Perfect example, um, yeah. Which is kind of based in reality, right? It, it even is. brings us back to the movie The Exorcist, which, believe it or not, The Exorcist was actually based on a very real story that happened, mm. right? And uh, we'll, we'll probably get into that um, in a few minutes. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've always found that, you know, spirits have the capability to manipulate things, hence why we use things like spirit boxes or certain word bank type of devices nowadays exactly. are very, very popular. Yeah. Um, REM pods, which I'm finding very useful to um, prove almost instantaneously when something is there, right? Mm-hmm. I have multiple REM pods. And, and that's I've had... a scientific device yes. too. I, I want yeah. one so bad because yeah. of how legit the REM pod is. Oh. It's very awesome. Yeah, yeah. REM yeah. pods are, are Does pretty it do dope. temperature too? It, it can, yeah. So, oh, But you got to be careful yeah. with that because uh, one thing that I've noticed with the temperature system is that, so first of all, a lot of times we keep them in our bags, right? So yeah. um, if I have it in my bag for a long time, it'll stay warm and then i'll take it out of the bag and then if you have if you do it right away obviously the temperature in your bag that's kind of you know getting the heat rating radiating off of your body into your bag is going to keep it warmer and then as soon as you put it out obviously the temperature suddenly went from hot to cold or at least suddenly colder so you might be even you know manipulating yourself into thinking that okay, oh well it's okay. actually doing something but best off using it for motion and uh, yeah yeah well it's not really for motion so um, a lot of people don't really then. yeah so yeah. what a rem pod essentially does is uh it's it's in the reverse of an emf detector so a detector will detect when something is sending off an emf frequency and it picks it up uh, rem pod does kind of the opposite where it emits a uh, electromagnetic frequency when that frequency is broken that's when it goes off and that's why you have the different oh. color sensors on these newer ones okay. like the red one for example it's good to know that yeah, yeah. and the uh, it's based on proximity the sensors will tell you how close whatever it is that's hitting the REM pod so that's what it is it's yeah. just detecting yeah. something like something ran past yeah, exactly or... yeah okay exactly. okay cool and there's been uh, several times recently i think we're going to actually go to a place tonight that you're going to be very surprised <laughs> how uh, how haunted it is um but <laughs> yeah excited. like every Every time I use that, well, not every time I use that thing. Sometimes there's scenarios where I'll use it and it just does nothing at all. Yeah. Other times the thing goes absolutely insane and there's really no um, proper explanation as to why in reality. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but tell us what got you into ghost hunting in the first place. Oh, yeah. And I believe I told you this story when I first met you. This is really, really wild. Want to um, just get a little closer? To my oh, mic yeah. Here. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I should be closer. Um, so when I was, uh, I'm trying to think about the exact age. So I moved to Wasaga Beach approximately around 15, 16. And I had, I we lived in this house. We no history of it given to us or anything like that. But I just know it was really sketchy in the basement. It was not done. And my stepfather, he wanted to rebuild it and do things like that, but it looked very creepy. Yeah. Like there were dartboards of like 
just it looked like drawings of people's faces and stuff like that and i'm like, like why is there board? like no they were like in the drywall oh. he drew on the drywall and oh. there was like darts in it and i'm like okay like was there only one family to live here and my mom didn't like to go get into it so anyways um later on what well, we found out that there were actually a family living upstairs and then a gentleman living downstairs and he rented out the basement and he was a convicted pedophile like he like wow. he was well known to the area and things like that and it was very it was very disturbing because like i'm like okay like why did we buy this house blah blah, blah. like i felt really creeped out because mm -hmm. i ended up in the bedroom downstairs of course <laughs> and it was just um it was very disturbing for me and like I had just, um, I didn't feel comfortable sleeping down there. It was much colder than the rest of the house. And he, I'd even go upstairs and I'd be like, can you put the heat on? I'd be like, what do you mean? Like the heat's on full tilt. Like if you go downstairs, it's literally like, it says that it's 84, 85. And I'm like, you, you're joking me. It's like a, it's like a freezer down there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So anyways, getting, getting settled into the home and stuff like that. I just noticed like weird things just happening. I would get out of bed and the top would be running and I'm just like, Oh, whatever, turn it off, come mm -hmm. back to bed. And this happened for a while, just little things like that. And then I did notice too, that we had, you know, like the old phones, like the just hang up like you know yeah. the phone that mom and dad had because like cell phones were kind of still new right like so anyways um yeah there'd be a call and like my parents wouldn't be there and i pick up the phone just nobody and then all of a sudden it was just like it was as if somebody would call and then hang up as mm -hmm. soon as i picked up well eventually this this just ongoing thing getting up in the bathroom going to turn the freaking uh the tops off and stuff like that i started to like hear like some sound i'm like okay well this isn't normal it sounds like there's actually somebody in my basement so i heard footsteps and when i approached the um it's like the hallway that goes down into the wa to the washroom i just saw a woman in my house wow. and it's clear as day like a lot of people say like oh like if you see these things it's translucent or no no like i thought like somebody broke into my house like this is crazy like this is a woman in my house i'm like can i help you and she she was just like it should have been you it should have been you it should have been she just started screaming at me and i remember slamming the door locking the door like because we so we had um there was actually a door that went into my room and then there was a washroom door i locked both of them because i'm like oh my god like if she, she's gonna try to get into the other door and then the door would be banging like just trying to get in I literally pulled up the covers up over my head. I'm like, I just hope she goes away. I hope she goes away. And then the next day I'd gone up to go for breakfast and I'm like, did you guys hear anything? And they're like, no, we slept fine and whatever. This was the part that I don't understand either. Like it, is, it was a big house, but not like a big, big house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there was only two floor, right? And they're like, no, I didn't hear anything at all. And I don't know why, but I kept it to myself. Mm -hmm. Like usually people are like, oh, I saw this, whatever. And I'm like, okay. We had a trespasser. I'm going to check the windows, check everything. I didn't believe in any of this stuff. I was kind of, I was actually very agnostic. Mm -hmm. My mother uh, was, was agnostic too. So I was like, okay. Okay. So I made sure that all the windows are locked and everything. I'm like, they're already locked. And that was the most disturbing thing. I was like, okay, well, how the hell did she get in the house? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The front door, everything like that. So as this perceived and stuff like that, it did go away. Eventually it did go away, but it was repetitive. Like it was like every couple of nights, this thing would come out 
and I'd be literally pouring sweat. I didn't want to sleep. I slept over at friends' houses and stuff like that. But then I knew that since it's repetitive and it was the same exact thing, that I knew that, okay, like, I'm dealing with something like this. Is This person is not alive. Like, this yeah. is going on. And the last thing, just to close it off, is <laughs> I don't want to mm -hmm. drag this out, but um, I ended up going, I, I a, a lot of this stuff had stopped. And it was funny because years, years down the road, I found out my mom did a cleansing on the house only because she didn't feel well and stuff like that. And so I ended up at this diner for breakfast one morning. And when I went and looked at the newspaper, it talked about like this, this guy in the basement that was bad, what I, like what I said he was. I don't want to pre what, what he is, but um, it showed a woman and basically her child. And the child had committed suicide because of, mm, of because the of abuse. Yeah. And the woman had, she did the same thing. Oh, Sorry, I'm a little wow. disturbed talking about this. It's, it's, it's yeah. okay. You know what? It's, uh, we, we, this is why this it's is called the Brave moment. Podcast, yeah. right? So we try and be as candid as yeah. possible, but not this to go into too one. much graphic detail. But mm -hmm. um, so, okay. Was the woman in the newspaper article that you saw, was it the same? It was the same was woman the same that I saw in the basement. Oh, yeah, crap. And this is, this is exactly why I got into these yeah. things. And I'm like, oh, wow. So there is life beyond death yeah but it also got me into christianity because i'm like i don't want to be left behind mm -hmm. like even if i die alone like you hear of like animals that they know they're going to die alone because their master homeowner isn't home and mm -hmm. they will go and burrow and do things yeah. just of like okay i'm going to make myself comfortable i'm going to go i just knew that i didn't want to be left behind because mm -hmm. i'm like that's that's terrifying so yeah. before that moment you mentioned that you were agnostic so you understood the idea of God and you believed in a greater God? I actually didn't believe, I, I, had to, I had to see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. I had to see things. And what was really, really funny about this whole thing was that, um, just trying to get back, to get my memory back to this mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, it was probably a long ass time yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a long, long time ago. But it was just so disturbing to me that I knew that I had to get good with something because of like, if she, oh yeah, what I was getting back to the story, sorry. So the reason why she was saying it should have been you, it should have been you, mm -hmm. just getting back to this story because it's so deep, was that she wished that this man was dead instead of her son. And that's what she meant by that. So it should have been you was actually meant because the pedophile guy was still alive. He actually mm -hmm. wasn't, he wasn't deceased. It was just those two. And yeah. the newspaper article said that he was being released from prison. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh... The good old Canadian wow. justice mm. system. Did you actually find that? Oh, you're looking for it I'm or looking. something? I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. So it would most, be hard, and, and that's the yeah, worst part is that it was so long ago and yeah. stuff like that. I would literally, like, the address and everything in my head is like it's just gone because yeah. it was so long ago. Yeah, like yeah. grade five, grade six so, at the time, and yeah. So how long were you mm. there that you were seeing this woman over and over, and was it just her? Um, so it was her and yeah, it was just her, just her like it was just saw. her in the hallway yeah. that I'd started seeing. But you never saw the, the other, the child. I never saw the child. No, mm -hmm. she just said it should have been you. And it was repeat. And I've heard and of that's all she would ever say. Like she never came to, well, she banged on the door. She yeah. was trying to get in the room and yeah. apparently that's where the guy had lived. 
oh, that was wow. his place that's, yeah that's crazy man um mm -hmm. yeah i've heard of other like wild so it's like kind of like a like a residual energy that's involved but obviously you were seeing the actual person and then you confirmed it to yourself that yeah. there was an a real article right in front of you and you're like okay did you I, I find a lot of people that when they um kind of experience something like this for the very first time that they they kind of question themselves and the authenticity of it and they don't really speak about it because they're concerned that um people might think they're crazy was mm -hmm. that your first kind of it was i actually hid this from my mom for years mm -hmm. i think like i obviously we don't talk now but mm -hmm. like i think it was three four like three years ago i had brought it up with her and she's like oh my god she's mm -hmm. like i had no idea like why didn't you tell me like yeah. when this happened but i literally thought that people would think that i'm just bonkers and back then like you know like kids that weren't paying attention to the school like oh we should have them on ritalin like we should have them on that i already had bipolar so it's like i didn't want to be sent somewhere for mm -hmm. help and put on more medication yeah. so actually my fear was more of like okay i don't want to be on any more medication because i don't feel good already mm -hmm. so i don't want that to happen so i just didn't, didn't tell anybody yeah i just kept it private that's, yeah uh, it's a pretty wild story mm -hmm. back to the ouija boards um it actually just popped into my head i have a, yeah. a story i'm sorry if i said any words that i should because oh, no, no, i know like it's, it's i'm just fine. like that's that's the truth <laughs> no not exactly no that's yeah. that's the word like i mean there's certain words obviously we can't say and we won't yeah say yeah for, you can blank I mean, them it's out not, and... it's not a slur right so okay. um that is the actual correct term that as how to how you would define a person like that and yeah you know, the stupid things that they do um, exactly funny enough that they're actually trying to change that term to minor attracted persons well, and well. it's like no let's just call them what they are they are pedophiles these are dangerous human beings that yeah. should um you know i don't want to police people for thoughts but when you actually actively um you know hurt children especially exactly. children um then it's it's disgusting but yeah back to the ouija board what are you looking at shirts <laughs> <laughs> he's going, I'll, I'll, going some shopping I'll over here. I'll okay, tell you after. I'll tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, because I'm looking at his shirt, right? Yeah. So I was doing oh, research. I'm, I'm on his Instagram page, yeah. and I see one post, and I'm like, oh, that's the same shirt he's wearing right now. Yeah. Then I clicked on the website, and this it's knowledge. For so it's knowledge, knowledge cotton. cotton apparel. And they I love like, it. I, I forgot what it said now, but they kind of like you buy stuff, and they like, <laughs> I don't know if they plant trees or something. Something oh, along those lines. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. That's The best cotton you can wear, buddy. It's comfy. Yeah, it looks great. Um, <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, back to the weird Ouija board story that I have. Okay. Um, so this is from a friend of mine. And uh, basically, I think this was back when he was still like a teenager. Uh, I think he was in Italy when this happened. It might have been in Italy, might have been here. I can't remember exactly. I, I'd have to ask him. But um, basically, he was staying at his aunt's house. I don't know if he was living at his aunt's house or he just happened to be staying there for that night in particular and uh, he was seeing this girl and they decided to hang out and go back to his house and of course he had a ouija board so he's like oh we should try it out she's like no i don't really want to and uh he's like no let's just try it out it'll be fine right oh, wow. um, you know a little bit of peer pressure or whatever um so eventually she gave in and they start playing the ouija board together and um he said that as he started doing it, I don't know, maybe they asked the wrong questions. I don't know the, the particulars of yeah. it. Um, but he said that all of a sudden his entire house or his aunt's entire house started to shake the front 
the the doors slammed shut the lights were turning on and off um the girl all of a sudden started freaking out and she's like in the corner praying to god and um apparently his aunt was upstairs the entire time and she's praying and praying and praying and eventually she finally gets to the end of the prayer and um everything just stopped and that was it that was the end of it wow and they're all like sitting there like what the hell did did we just experience she left obviously because she was probably terrified at that at that point he's probably thinking well damn i ain't getting laid tonight that's for sure (laughs) Um, the next morning he sees his aunt and he's like did you hear anything at all she's like no i went to sleep and that was it i didn't hear a single thing like Mm. doors slamming them screaming same kind of thing as my story i don't understand that there's no explanation for it like your your mom never heard a single thing nobody in the house and i don't know why like so many people have said like why did you hide us hide this from us for so long yeah it's um, crazy it's interesting because maybe it's like maybe you entered like another dimension or something like as this was happening Mm -hmm. it kind of like was an interdimensional loop sort of thing that was happening that Mm -hmm. you were kind of stuck somewhere in the middle i mean there's a lot of things out there that as humans we do not understand um what what's happening right especially when it comes to the paranormal world and that's kind of why i find it so fascinating because there's so many things that we don't understand why certain things happen right um like what are certain things i mean I, i know a lot of it uh derives and is kind of understood through uh theology and religion um and things like that and like you know obviously catholics believe in you know heaven and hell angels and demons um you know muslims believe in jinns and uh demonic activity and things like that and obviously there's different you know religions that believe different things right so and it's kind of fascinating to research it and kind of delve into it and um i don't know i've always just been really fascinated by it i guess that's kind of why i like doing it as much as i do as well i mean i bounce a lot back and forth between doing randonautica and haunted but a lot of times when i find when i'm home um there's not i mean there are like haunted spots but it's like I can only do so many haunted hotels one after the other and then it gets kind of boring because it's like there's only so much you can really do because there's a lot of other people obviously staying in these places you know the only place that i really have to investigate is my own room realistically when i go to these hotels so i don't want to just repetitively do those over and over again Mm -hmm. and i find in canada it's a lot more complicated to get locations to do like actual ones that you can pay to do and, and it's and accessible them. like the full exactly. structure is exactly. accessible yeah. so I, I find for some odd reason people in the united states uh are just a lot more open to it they'll yeah. convert it into like a business um like i know the conjuring house became this huge thing um and now it's like these guys there's a new owner apparently and uh they've just been they're like you know they charge quite a bit of money now i think it's like a thousand bucks a night for one small little house oh, right like wow. it's, an, it's just a small a fortune too. 1600s uh farmhouse essentially it's cool like it's really interesting there's a lot of history to it there's a lot of hauntings to it um some of the most famous uh paranormal investigators uh demonologists uh, if you will yeah, yeah. um have been there right uh ed and lorraine warren uh, yeah. were probably one of the first people to ever actually go there and uh kind of 
delve into whatever it was that was happening there um and that was another crazy exorcism story as well was so was part of that is the conjuring story is that like based on a real story yep yeah ah. uh, obviously that's their names right yeah, the, yeah yeah so they they were investigators yeah husband and wife yeah yeah, yeah. Well, they weren't really investigators. They were demonologists. That's what they called themselves. They called themselves demonologists. And they became world famous because any time there was any sort of, I guess, thing happening um, where people were experiencing some sort of paranormal that kind of appeared to be um, demonic in any sort of way, they were probably one of the very first people in that. Well, I mean, they lived on, they were the most famous ones on the East Coast, United States, right? So they were from uh, Connecticut. Um, So, I mean, Rhode Island is, which is where the Conjuring House is not far from there. It's like maybe three, four hours. Okay. Um, So they were the the most well-known people on the East Coast and they have tons of stories. Now, obviously the movie was, you know, a little bit more dramatized. Probably more over But who knows, right? I don't, I don't know that's the thing i mean none of us were there who's to say what did and what didn't happen what they did experience and then what they didn't experience i don't i don't know right so i mean who knows what maybe like i said right like maybe somebody else witnessed something different from what somebody else did at either separate times or even the same Mm -hmm. time and maybe it was just some kind of weird uh interdimensional loop at the end of the day right like i've been to locations with other people where maybe i saw something that nobody else saw or they saw something that i didn't see um oh, yeah. it's, it's happened many times right it's like well somebody will freak out because they saw something that i didn't see with my own eyes and and vice versa right and then there have been times where even off camera where we both notice the exact same thing and then we're both just so scared that we don't say a single thing to each other like i remember years ago um huh it's like a pause yeah, yeah. I, I don't i don't understand it i never will yeah so yeah. like one that i remember in particular and this one was kind of funny because we were going to this uh, orphanage in quebec it was like it's like one of oh, the wow. most haunted places i've probably ever been to and um where it is is you kind of have to sneak into it to in order to get to it so we're like kind of basically just um going through in the dark right so we we don't have any flashlights or anything like that and i think it was uh, Mo and I at that time I think it was probably like the second or third time that I had been there and uh, we're just wa- we're up th- at the front of the building and the all we can see is basically what we're seeing with moonlight because at this point it's like one o'clock in the morning or something oh, like wow. that like it was really late so we're walking up to the building and uh, I kind of like looked and I just saw this like really tall black figure just kind of like walking beside us right I didn't say anything. We finally get into the building. We're setting up our cameras. And uh, I'm like, oh, uh, I didn't want to scare you. But uh, I saw this like black figure that was kind of like walking with us as we were coming towards the building. He's like, yeah, I know. I saw the same thing. Wow. I'm like, and why didn't you say anything? He's like, why didn't you say anything? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just, it was kind of freaky, but I didn't want to like... Because I felt like if I was going to bring it up that we were both going to panic at the exact same time. We're going to both be like, fuck this, we're leaving. So I kind of just stayed quiet and I was like determined. I'm like, we got to get into the building. And then as soon as we're in the building, you know, we'll just start doing our thing and Mm -hmm. and uh, all will be fine. That was probably one of the scariest nights of my life. I like I don't get scared very easily. And for some reason, it wasn't even that. It was just the, the overwhelming feeling of that building was just getting to me. And I couldn't concentrate. I was constantly 
constantly looking over my shoulder and then we did wow. a stupid and we decided to go into night vision and a lot of people don't realize because they always say like oh why don't you film these all in night vision why don't you film these in night vision it's like first of all you don't understand how night vision works exactly all you can see is on a little three and a half inch screen yeah. on your camera but everything in front of you is it's completely dark. pitch black yeah. you cannot see a single thing it's right? dangerous so the only vision you really have especially in an abandoned building that's been trashed and there's debris everywhere is whatever's on your little tiny screen yeah right so and then sometimes you're you're when you have this overwhelming experience just kind of engulfing you and uh i just remember that night in particular mo was just kind of like dude are you okay like i never i've never seen you like this before oh, like is wow. everything fine i'm like no i'm literally like having a panic attack on the inside oh, like wow. I'm, I'm like my brain is just losing it right now so like, you're just, just quiet like you were still in quiet uh, i wouldn't even say quiet it was just kind of like it was noticeable panic like there was oh. just i was reacting like overreacting to every single thing happening it was yeah, just you're like getting scared at that point yeah it was just, wow. i don't i don't know i guess there was just maybe a little bit too much happening and it was just mm -hmm. uh because I, I am a little bit of an empath so i can kind of feel I have things. that too yeah so you feel when kind of something's around and that um, wasn't even your first time there like you said it was your second no, or third time that, so i it think was, that was the it was third. literally everything going yeah. on at the time it wasn't just being mm -hmm. in a scary building yeah it yeah. might have been i think it was the third time because i think i did it first time with james uh we did this crazy right. road trip long time ago probably i want to say like four years ago or something like that um and then then the second time uh, i did it on a road trip with mo um, and then I did it. Then we decided to go back one day and, and do it. So we drove It's far. It's like past Quebec city on like the outskirts. Wow. Way past that. So, um, yeah, that place was, the, was wild. I mean, they got some really bad history. I probably explained the Duplessis orphans before. Yeah. And That's what I was going to say. They had a yeah, name to it. The yeah, Duplessis yeah. orphanage. Yeah. Duplessis. Oh, Duplessis. Yeah. Okay. So his name, the reason why it gained that name was because there was a premier. His name was Maurice Duplessis and he was just really, really bad dude. And he kind of, you know, came up with this weird game plan where they colluded with the, with the church, um, to basically, um, you know, kidnap all these children and they kind of uh, forged all their paperwork to say that they had that they were all mentally challenged and they put them on these orphanages and yeah. basically ruined their lives like a lot of a lot of these kids died right yeah. they they died in these places and they don't even know where their bodies are there's a, a parent they're yeah. saying that their bodies are god knows where right and this happens at a lot of different asylums or old school Dude. mental institutions because uh, recently um we went to king's park asylum okay um, yeah, you know i go there for place. some reason it's just like a like an anniversary thing i go every like three to six months at this point for some odd reason i don't know what it is that place just i'm just attracted to it and um it was me frank and chad and uh, there's a bar up the street from the main building. So we went there to go eat first. And um, basically, we met a whole bunch of these drunk people. I think it's called uh, Hannah, Han O'Hanahan's or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you were to look on Google Maps, you'd find there's like uh, there's a bar that's uh, Shanahan's, I think. Something like that. <laughs> something along. There's literally, it's like Kings Park is like like pretty small so yeah. there's not really much there apart from like that one bar and like a few houses kind of scattered throughout so i remember we were hanging out there and there was one guy he's like yeah i'm a big historian and i know like a ton of the information on king's park and honestly dude like had i not you know had to go and take care of my business and and film 
the scariest building there. I probably would have listened to this guy all night, except for the fact that he was slurring his words at this point because he was just pissed drunk. Yeah. But he's telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, this whole area has just bodies everywhere. Oh, like when wow. people died, there That's was nothing scary. here back then. So they would just go and they had a lot of potter's fields and they're unmarked. There's only one spot that's actually marked. He's like, that's literally just a drop in the bucket as to how many bodies are actually here. He's like, yeah, even this building, like when they first started excavating to build this stuff, they were digging up bones and bodies and they're like... Holy crap, man. Like, they, they just scattered bodies. It was a literally. dumping ground. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Because at that time, it was one of the biggest facilities in New York State. Yeah. So everybody who was, you know, um, basically on Long Island, upwards up to the city was essentially brought there because it was one of the oldest locations, right? It was uh, wow. had a lot of people there. And uh, they did some pretty bad things. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a very common scenario when you go to, like, a lot of these asylum type of places. You can even look it up on Google. It's called the eugenics <laughs> movement. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people fear that the eugenics movement isn't over yet. And, yeah. like, I'm not, I'm obviously, I'm not brushing. I don't know much in the political world. But mm -hmm. with this whole thing going on with the kids' clothing, I'm not going to get into it, but just yeah. thing with the kids' clothing, a lot of people fear like, oh, my God, is this eugenics slowly trying to come back into 2023? Yeah. So it's a big thing. It's just it's something that like every parent's worst nightmare. Like we have to, you know, like your kids are meant to get up play with their toys, go to kindergarten, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. just live these lives. So it's like having that living back then yeah. in that world back then was like, oh my God, like this is crazy. Yeah. Like, that's my little brother that got sent here or, or whatever. And then they never see them again. Yep. It's, it's um, sad. It was a very different world back then. So I remember yeah. doing a lot of uh, research. I remember even uh, here in Ontario, um, we had several facilities Huronia being one of the worst yeah, Huronia yeah. regional center if you guys were to look that up and uh hear some of the stories and documentaries on that place are they're sickening like the things mm -hmm. that they did to people as far as you know uh rape and abuse people exactly and there was even one girl who was literally shoved into a laundry machine oh right? my god um, i didn't hear that there was that another one. location wow. it's called uh, Ridio regional center and i remember looking into the stories on that place and funny enough my friend chelsea um knows some of the patients from there just from her her previous job and it's, wow. it's crazy right like yeah. the stories that they had um there was a story of this boy named bill and he was uh, basically a teenager when he was brought there so i mean the belief system back then was that um if you were mentally challenged and you didn't really you know fit into society quote exactly, unquote yeah. um they would essentially just drop you off and leave you there which is like kind of the saddest thing ever and the family would just you know forget you right yeah. they just essentially disowned you at that point it's terrible and um they never really, like, at that particular location, the story about Bill, and the story about Bill came to light because his sister wrote a story about it because when she, she remembers that when they were young, uh, when he was young, he could at least, I think he had Down syndrome, so he was at least capable of speaking a few words, right? Like, he could speak, like, 10 to 12 words, for example, like, basic stuff, right? But at least he could respond he was generally happy um etc etc until he got to radio regional center which is on the outskirts of ottawa it's in smith's falls mm -hmm. and um basically she started to notice that when she was going to visit him 
um, that he would have bruises all over his body. He was no longer oh happy God. anymore. Yeah. Um, he had regressed and he now knew less words than when he went in, which is crazy because it's also supposed to be like an educational system. Yeah. And unfortunately, because he couldn't speak, she didn't know what was happening to him. Right. And then eventually uh, the truth came to light and the a lot of these institutions across Ontario had been exposed around. I think it was just after a lot of the stuff happened with the Duplessis orphans. Yeah. And a lot of these people, they got nothing for it. Like they sued the government and the government gave them like twenty five thousand dollars. Like, what am I going to do with twenty five thousand dollars? And even in the early two thousands, yeah. like it's, it was and a it's joke. like they lost their whole lives. Yeah. Like they're all yeah. old now. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like look at all the things that I could have done or amounted mm -hmm. up to, and That's it's right. it's over. Yeah, a lot of these people they yeah. ended up in these uh, old age homes essentially, and they weren't even old yet. Right. Like they were 50. They should have been yep. able to fit in mm. with the rest of society. And that's the part that kind of pissed me off because it's like, like you said, you've ruined them for life. Yeah. Their whole yeah. lives yeah. gone now. They're old and, you know, retired and yeah. retired. Well, they're not retired because <laughs> they never really. Worked, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get what you mean. Right? Yeah. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're kind old. of they're out of the system. I mean, they were in this system that was just like designed to um, abuse them. And it just uh, it was just horrible. Um, another story. It's actually from the same guy who uh, did the Ouija, the Ouija board at his aunt's house. So this one was kind of crazy because he showed me the footage of it. Um, so essentially he used to work at a hospital and he has security footage of um, basically, I think it was like a, some footage you can see like off in the corner, there was like somebody lying on a bed or whatever, just sleeping, which was act an actual real person. And there was a chair kind of like a few feet away from there. And you would see this weird ball of light that was just kind of like hovering around this chair oh, wow. and then it would move it would go into the washroom and then it would come back out and then go back to the chair and it was kind of like as if something was um like sitting there in the chair waiting or maybe they were visiting somebody i don't know and then you know they had to go and pee or something and then they just went yeah, to the washroom and then wow. would go back and forth back and forth mm -hmm. and um at some point I guess they were all watching this on the security cameras and uh, my friend's just like recording the footage on his phone or whatever. That's awesome. And um, at some point they sent the security into the room. Like one of the guards went into the room, the other yeah, one was monitoring on the, on the CCTV and uh, they were radioing each other. And he's like, he goes into the room. He's like, there's nothing here. Right. And so the ball of light thing disappeared. Yeah. He's like, there's nothing here. And, um, they're watching the TV. All of a sudden, this thing like appears above him, but he couldn't see it. But they could see it on the TV. Wow! Right? Wow. And they're like, "It's right there! It's right! It's yeah. like right above you!" And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's going like this. Was the TV like, recording? Yeah, that, they, that was, they were that was like a camera. Yeah, yeah. so they wow. were all watching the security cameras That's of awesome. this happening live in there person. He's like, "I don't know what to tell you. I don't see anything at all." Um, there's so many stories about that particular hospital there was another one of so you know how the lower floor you know what the lower floor is of of every hospital is the more oh, yeah. usually yeah. right so yeah. um there's a story of there was a lady she was i guess working the desk in the morgue area and um a patient comes up he had his head bandaged i think he was bleeding a little bit and he's in the the medical gown or whatever you would call it and he comes up to the desk he's like hey um where's the emergency room and she's like, oh, you're on the wrong floor, dude. Like, you're, you, yeah. you gotta go up one floor, right? 
he's like, oh, can you show me how to get there? And she's like, yeah, I got nothing better to do. I'll take you there myself, or at least as close as possible. So she goes with him into the elevator. They go up a floor, and uh, she's like, yeah, if you uh, follow this hallway, um, and then just just go all the way to the end, turn right. You're right at the emergency area. You can't miss it. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Thank you. Um, she goes back down. She radios security and she says, hey, uh, there's this patient. He's roaming around. He was looking for security. Can you just make sure he gets... Uh, sorry, he's roaming around looking for the emergency. Can you just make sure that he gets there? So they said, okay, whatever. And uh, I guess she had looked at his bracelet and had his name. Um, they call her back and... They, because they had called security, uh, emergency themselves. Yeah, she read his bracelet, yeah. right? So, so they, they had that information. Emergency themselves to make sure that he had arrived there, and so they call her back and they say, "Hey, um, that person that you spoke with, um, that person's been dead for hours. Their, oh their body God. is sitting in the morgue." And she's wow. like, "What? <laughs> like, damn, dude, right? Like, that's." That's crazy. He didn't know he was dead. No, he didn't know he was dead. He wow. just woke up from the dead and from the morgue and just went. Yeah, he's got like tons of stories, dude. It was there was another time where him and this other uh, lady were sitting in the lunchroom, and this he described it as like the torso with like a missing head, and the rest of the body was just kind of missing. Yikes! Um, just kind of came into the room and then went through the window, and he describes it as like light fragmenting and then just breaking apart and dispersing as he went through the window and uh it was him and this other lady both sitting in the lunchroom and he goes did you just see that she's like yeah i was a little too afraid i didn't want to say anything but they both literally saw the exact same thing at the exact same time it's just like dude i mean i can only imagine the amount of stuff like that if you're if you work in like you know a mental institution or uh, especially an old old one or a hospital, you'd probably see all sorts of crazy stuff. I personally right? think that hospitals are the most haunted places oh, ever. Hundred percent, absolutely, because of everything. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, I guess that's enough of our ghost. You have another ghost story, actually, don't you? There was uh, one that you went to. I don't remember what oh, it was called. Yeah, you saw, this like, is a- funny. So this was later. I've only had two encounters where I've actually. like seen something visual Mm -hmm. this was at nancy island this is just in wasega beach was it which isn't far so it used to be called schooner town Mm -hmm. and during the war of 1812 the nancy the ship was passing through and like just everybody shooting at each other and killing each other and like basically this ship was sunk so anyways i'm like well i've got nothing better to do my cousin's up for the weekend i'm like i don't know i i'm not very good at entertaining relatives Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and it's funny because I am very social now, but back then I was very introvert. Like even when this stuff was happening. So I was very introvert. I didn't really talk much. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I texted my mom. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take our cousin to, you know, Nancy Island. He can check it out. It's a little, little historic site. They have a lighthouse. We had a nice view of the lake. So we're there and we pass by. There's actually a grave of a soldier and everything. We pass by that. We go in and they actually have the wreckage of the ship. It's still in there mm-hmm. behind glass. And um, there was actually an area because, you know, they change museums all the time. Like it's 2023. So the museum looks different now. But they had all these like uh, mannequins and things over there. And I'm like, yeah, there's like a little library. And my cousin's in the games room and they have like 1812 like trivia 
kind of stuff going on. And then all of a sudden we just see this lady and she's got like old clothing and she's kind of walking back and forth and she's got a book in her hand. She's looking at us and I'm like, oh, are you one of the um, actresses that like, you know, work here? I heard they do shows and stuff like that because they do because they, they do like reenactments of like the 1812 battle and stuff right. like that. She didn't say anything. She just kind of uh, looked at us and she just kind of kept doing what she was doing so then i'm like i'm kind of gonna go talk to her because i've tried to ask her the same question like several times she's not answering me so aaron's like okay i'll come with you we go in there's nobody there uh, there's absolutely yeah. nobody there and we're pulling out books I'm like is there some sort of trap door so i'm like okay this is just really really weird my cousin got really freaked out he was very little at the time and i'm like okay let's get out of here so as we we're going out i go to the cashier lady and i'm like um is there an actress uh, working here like is there anybody here that like you know works here that does the acting and the reenactments and she's like i'm the only one here Mm-mm. and i'm like what do you mean like we just saw a woman and i described to her tea like what she was wearing and everything she's like you know what you're not the only person that has said that but i swear to you it's just me and security and it's funny because I talked to my uncle. He's passed away now, but he said that I saw the same woman. Mm. Like you're kidding me, when right? When previously? Uh, yeah, because he went to before he passed away. Yeah. He went to the the old war fort, and he thought it was a real person too. He didn't even bother to do what I did, yeah. right? And so yeah, that was the second one. That's the only. <laughs> that's the second time I've actually seen one. I haven't yeah. seen anything since then, since yeah. I was a kid. So I've seen a, I've seen a few things. I've seen mm-hmm. what I described as almost like a the devil looking type of thing like reddish skin but i've seen a couple different things that kind of resembled the same thing i don't know if it's like something demonic or i don't know i mean i can only presume uh there was another time i saw a uh woman it was really weird it was another night uh, mo and i we went to uh the london asylum the infirmary building (laughs) oh yeah i think me and you did it we did the old building we had a couple like weird things happen too when we went um I don't know if you remember there was like this weird moment when when you and I went that we heard almost kind of like what sounded as if something was running on the ceiling yeah. or something and it was like it, I don't know it was just strange very very strange sound but uh, another night when I went with uh with Mo and um I just remember there was this one hallway. So the whole, if you're facing the front of the building, the right side um, had basically completely collapsed right? yeah. from like the top floor all the way down. It was just a pile of rubble at the bottom there. So you couldn't walk out into that room. And the left side is pretty much on the verge of doing the exact same thing. So I remember I was on my own in this hallway and uh, I'm looking at the end at the area that's collapsed. And all of a sudden I see this woman and it looked like she was wearing a white kind of dress or robe or of some sort oh wow and she kind of just like comes out from behind the wall like standing in the doorway and i'm like what the hell is that i'm like no that no i'm not me. and i'm like my yeah. brain's trying to process and calculate i'm like dude there's no floor there's no floor oh, there so wow. it can't possibly be somebody who's actually there yeah. uh, my eyes are obviously seeing something that's is there but is not there if you get what i mean most yeah. likely a ghost or something yeah. i just kind of went running off and then after that i just remember um i kind of like left i went and found where mo was and then he goes there's something really weird in here tonight i feel like something really bad is going to happen as soon as he said that literally within three seconds bang 
camera turns off. Well, it didn't turn off. It said error. I'm like, oh shit, what the hell? And I'm looking, I'm like trying to turn it off, on, off, on. Uh, good old reboot, take the battery out, put it back in. Yeah. Still nothing, having the exact same issue. I'm like, what is going on with this thing? I'm like, okay, maybe it's the camera. So, or maybe it's the SD card or something. I take the SD card out and I put a fresh one in. Works, no problem. Yeah. I get home, the SD card would not work at all. Like the oh, ca- the, wow. the the laptop, and I was mad too, because it had like two and a half videos like full oh, videos on that no. SD card. So I had it in my laptop. I'm trying all these different programs to try and recover the footage. I'm like, okay, well, there's clearly nothing I can do. Then I remember the next day, I'm like, I'll keep trying just to see if by chance I can manage to pull anything off of this. I'll keep trying. And uh, so I just remember I'm going to do a live stream. And the live stream was talking about that. Yeah. So... I was going to, or was I filming? No, I might have actually been filming the intro. So I still had some footage left. So I'm like, okay, I can make something out of it, like a 25-minute thing. So I'm like, I need to explain why half the footage is obviously missing. So I had the SD card sitting there on my desk. And um, I just remember recording and talking about it. And I'm like, oh, and here's the SD card. And I look at it, and it's literally like folded and destroyed like oh, like the whole thing so is just completely destroyed. Just destroyed no 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 that happened after after he started the live stream yeah yeah so oh i'm like God. i don't remember putting anything like accidentally on top of it or somehow i can't remember if it was like completely crushed or it was just like you know <laughs> demented in a way that it was like there was no way this thing was ever gonna work again. Yeah. And i'm just like how the hell did that even happen like how did this thing like get all messed up like that doesn't make any sense i'm like careful with stuff like that because that thing has like you know all my footage on That's it your so work. yeah there's no reason yeah. why i would not you know take care of this thing it was just by chance i had started recording and then that's when i noticed that this thing was completely destroyed i'm like how did that even even happen like that's insane the spirits didn't want you to see them right <laughs> i mean somebody somebody came home with me that no. night and was like nope you ain't ever recovering this footage it's not gonna happen Dang. but yeah i just i remember that i've had a lot of weird things happen since i've done this Re- most recently um i swear i saw what looked like a navy soldier it was at a place called oh, the pythian wow. castle and at one point it was owned by the u.s army so they used to house soldiers there and i just remember looking and i just saw a very tall male uh wearing a like a bluish navy like with hat and all just kind of go like yeah. across the door frame from one side to another and i feel like nowadays it kind of happens more often than not right mm-hmm. so i mean i've been to a lot of different haunted locations haunted you know grounds i've even been to auschwitz before which was a long time ago but oh wow. been there and done it right like who knows what's following me around at this at this mm-hmm. point right i know when i the that uh the boy bill he was following me around yeah. for a while i've actually I, seen some of your footage that you show me and yeah. i'd be like this is just insane because yeah. it's the same person mm-hmm. coming through the same the technology box, yeah. that we're using it was the same every time several times and that actually gave me goosebumps yeah. and you showed me that i'm like how right i'm like you're here right. and then you're there and then you're there and then yeah. it's again and again bill 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 mm-hmm. yeah. like that is crazy it was just like so we used to use this uh app i still use it once in a while um but it was called the necrophonic and it's kind of mm-hmm. like a lot of times it just sounds like jumbled up words and it's very hard to make out it was kind of hit or miss with it sometimes but it's, it was pretty creepy it was a very creepy app yeah um 
but there was a lot of times where it was extremely accurate believable um, yeah yeah i remember not even just believable like it was accurate oh like, this yeah. thing was like dead on i remember yeah. using that app when we went to what's known as the nazi house i don't know if you ever made it to that one no i don't think um, we ever filmed that one but too, it was uh, a place the first time i went was with james and then i went back with a few other guys uh, mo carlo and uh, dave photography and uh when we were using it that night the app said hail hitler like clear as day like, wow. oh my god and i'm gosh. like what the hell i'm like dude like okay there's like, and I played it back over and over. I'm like, there's no way. Like, am I hearing this wrong? Yeah. Am I hearing this incorrectly? And then it said something else about Hitler. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, okay, enough with you, bro. <laughs> like, and screw then you and that your prove to us that yeah. these word banks are legit. Right. Yeah. The yeah, spirit yeah. talker, yeah, necrophonic. And it's like I said, it's mainly what they choose to communicate through. Mm -hmm. What is easier? Like, what kind of energy source? Right. Oh yeah. Because I've had it where it's you. None of this stuff works, but the EMF. Or the the uh, what the was that pod. the REM pod, yeah, and it's literally it just wants to go through that, and so like that's the big thing is it's like it's almost like your own little science experiment. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you want to communi communicate through to yeah. us, right? Wow, yeah, there's so. all sorts of like cool little gadgets, and yeah, things that you can use, but um, yeah, that was mm -hmm. me seeing my the, the Navy man at the the Pythian oh. Castle, which I honestly I thought that was really cool. Um, and I've seen I'm pretty sure I've seen a few other things too over the years and just people ask mm -hmm. me all the time like oh I remember when this happened I'm like no dude I've made over 700 videos at this point like I don't remember yeah, half remember the things way, that I've way done, back right? to when yeah. yeah like everything is just yeah. uh, you know and thank god it's all on camera and it's recorded because yeah. otherwise I would not remember half the things yeah. I've done over and honestly <laughs> over your stuff with Bill made yeah. me go all out with like I actually fell in love mm -hmm. with the necrophonic I love using it only yeah. because of bill because yeah, when creepy. he showed me this i'm like this is undeniable this is this is yeah. undeniable evidence yeah. that this this device is doing its you job were, uh, we were in, literally we were in one of the buildings that was a part I of the it. asylum and uh this thing is just going bill 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 <laughs> like wow. over and over right and yeah, i mean yeah, you yeah. had to remember that he was mentally challenged he had down syndrome he could only speak a few words the way he would right? speak exactly. and everything so yeah. um i mean to me it was like okay so he's he knows his own name and that's why it's on repeat right yeah. that was probably one of the only few words that he probably still remembered um up until the moment of when he died and then towards the end of the series i remember me and my friend uh lamar uh ended up tracking down where his gravesite was and to me that kind of like meant a lot right i was yeah. like because i had to kind find of his, like find his know, resting place yeah i had done all this research peace, and i kind yeah. of felt like you know for me half of doing that documentary for me was kind of like telling the world like this is what happened in this place this is what happened to bill and many other people but pill bill was just such a good example because his sister wrote a book about it right oh wow and i tried contacting her and uh, she just never responded i don't i don't know maybe her email changed or something but yeah um yeah it was uh it was a, a pretty like incredible story in, in terms of you know what had happened for me when it came to the paranormal stuff 
for that particular story. And then obviously her, you know, writing her book and documenting everything that she saw and noticed. And then when she started communicating with other patients of uh, Rideau Regional and Huronia and all the other, you know, locations across uh, across Ontario as well. <laughs> he followed you. Yeah, he did. He yeah, literally he, he followed literally you followed there. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, um, uh, you said you saw a, like a demon figure or something that was red? Me? Was that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You didn't get into that. Yeah. So was that your yeah. friend's house, the friend that I know? Uh, no. Okay. Um, are you talking about Frank's house? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, no, so what he, cause we were, we were talking about how that's probably the same. I don't know. Uh, I have no that idea. was at our other friend's house. Yes. The one who just moved. Yes. And, oh, wow. and by chance, something else, uh, somebody else's house as well. So, um, I have essentially, I know three people. Who have all oh, right. described? Do you remember Dommy? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they all experienced, and Dommy has experienced this thing and probably that. seen it the most out of she all of them. She did the witch stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah she was a she was a, wow. a Wiccan, right? Right. Um, so when she was younger and she was brought up, like I believe her father and her grandmother were both uh, witches as well, and that's where <sighs> she developed the ability to to do wow. everything she was actually born with it okay um to the point where i remember she used to do uh like sort of like a meditation and she would do uh it was like an outer body experience and she would go on to a different plane i remember her telling me this story a long time ago she would go on to a different plane of existence so imagine like you float out of your body and you go into the clouds your spirit she would do like this and then all of a sudden her dad was there oh and she's like yo pops what you doing here right he's like I just wanted to see what you were doing, so I did my own outer body experience and joined you. Good lord. Right? Like, that's crazy, crazy stuff. But she described it as ever since she was young, she would see this this man um, with, like, kind of like gross-looking skin and pointy teeth and, like, red-yellowish eyes um, and, like weird clothing and he would always wear a hat and a lot of people have described this character around the world as the hat man that's what a lot of a lot of people have seen so this, this is a real phenomenon yes this is a real phenomenon it's called oh my uh, god the that's hat terrifying man, right if you look up the hat man you'll you'll see it um another term would be the shadow man right but oh, okay. a lot of people have okay. specifically seen this person with a uh almost like a bowler style kind of hat known mm. as the hat man Right. And um, her, she had seen it. And so has her grandmother ever since they were both children. And he would just show up, but he, she would see him in the flesh. She would go to a party and she would be in this room. And she's the only person that could see this, this creature, this thing, whatever he That's was. Terrifying. And she described it as something demonic, otherworldly. Yeah. And uh, when she was younger, I mean, the, the best way she would describe it was, that she, I think she called it like the Oogie Boogie Man or something like That's that. That's the name I remember. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's just the way she described it. And then I think it was Shad. Yeah. Who described seeing the same thing in the around his house. And, right. the way, and then he ended up getting rid of it with the, the Zum Zum. Yeah, he yeah, had uh, right? yeah, yeah. He had an imam, uh, yeah. an Islamic leader, come in and do the essentially the um, what's the word we were just using? Exorcist, exorcism. Yeah, is that an actual name of a demon too? Zimzum sounds like a no, a no, no. Demon so Zimzum so oh. is basically we were literally just talking about this before the show because I was asking Mo. I'm like, so Zimzum is um, a it's water, actual water, um, that people bottle and it comes from a well in Mecca. Yeah. And it was originally wow. the, um, you were describing it as, uh, cause we were looking it up cause we couldn't really remember the exact history of it, but it was essentially Abraham's second wife, um, 
Hagar or you yeah, spelled Hadger. it Hadger, Hadger. Yeah. Um, that she they were basically wandering through the desert and they asked God for help and then all of a sudden a spring came out of nowhere and yeah. oh, it's been wow. an endless spring. That's in Mecca spring. and that was yeah, hundreds yeah. of years ago and it's still That's today. Part it's still of the Bible. Probably, wouldn't it be almost like a thousand years oh, ago? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what, how long does uh, like I don't a, know what year Abraham yeah. was. I'm not sure. No, well, actually Abraham's even longer than that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, wow. Yeah, that's where the original, so it's basically you have this water that people bottle and they bring it around the world for different purposes or is it just yeah, specifically yeah. for that? It's, it's, like, it's like the Islamic holy water right. as well as other things you yeah. drink. Wow, that's absolutely insane. Yeah, so basically, as far as I remember with uh, Shad's house, they brought it and they basically put it at the four points of the house. Mm -hmm. I think that's what he described that they did. And that's supposed to basically create like a barrier where they're, I guess, not allowed to cross Protection. into. Because now mm -hmm. the house yeah. is protected from all the corners. Um, then the third person who I remember talking about this, and none of these people knew each other. That's right was frank and he's always seen and then i asked him to describe it one day without me telling him that i know all these other people who have oh, described damn. literally you know exactly the same now that you're thing. saying that <laughs> yeah you know that you're saying that they're all yeah. connected by you yeah that's the funny part yeah. right maybe that's, that's me the Super funny. The <laughs> yeah but these people have all been seeing this since they were like well before yeah. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. just coincident that they all have seen kind of the same thing right so mm -hmm. when it comes to uh frank's thing he's been like physically assaulted it kind of reacts to oh yeah wow, didn't it like scary. attack him in his bed or something like that uh or was his front door kind of, or something kind of. it was something along the lines of he was he was home he was home alone and i think he was on the phone with his girlfriend at the time and he heard the front door like the chime go as if somebody opened and closed the door so he thought his sister came home so he's like hey you know are you is that you and um nobody responded and he comes into the hallway he turns and this thing's like right in front of him and then all of a sudden just physically like punched oh, him. oh my god that's terrifying fast forward many many years later um this girl that i was with we she didn't i don't think i remember ever explaining any of this to her like she didn't know any of this and we went to his house one day we pulled up into the driveway and uh we park and she starts freaking out she's like oh my god oh my god do you see that do you see that on the roof i'm gonna see, see what i'm looking on the roof there's nothing there it's like middle of the day yeah there's nothing on this roof and she's like there's somebody there's somebody sitting on the top of the roof i'm like okay can you describe it oh he's like this ugly skin and he has like really old haggard clothing like haggard meaning like kind of worn out and probably stuff thought like it was that. like a vagrant homeless or something right that's well, scary I mean, that's that's kind of like how she described it but like yeah. she had like this really creepy like kind of wrinkled old kind of deteriorating skin or rotting skin i guess you would describe Yikes. it and he was just apparently sitting there on the roof just staring at us smiling that's how she described it i'm like yeah, yeah I, I know exactly smokes. what you're seeing i've heard about him before he's mm. the asshole demon as we used to call him <laughs> and wow. when we went in, I told uh, Frank um, that, oh, she just saw your uh, your friend outside. She's like, he's like, what friend? I'm like, your friend. Do you think he was, he was sitting right roof. above where his bedroom is, too? Uh, no. Roughly? No, no, he yeah, wasn't. I was just no. Dang. No, he was, sit he was sitting above, like, one of the front window. The way she, where she pointed out anyways. Like, I didn't physically see it, but I, like, kind of yeah, you know his house. used my imagination to kind of create what she was seeing and where exactly. And, no, he was kind of sitting, like, on the front part of the, the roof, kind of just sitting there smiling and staring at oh us. That's how God. she described it anyways. That's but terrifying. the funny part is that she had never heard it any of this before like this was all 
new to her. I mean, obviously, we had to explain what the hell she saw after that. And then yeah. she kind of understood, right? But, I mean, it's not the first time somebody around him has ever actually seen it before. Okay. Like, he's had other people, like kids. Me, me, it, it usually comes no to kids. No way. His nephew's... Uh, uh, claimed to have seen it um, his other cousin who was very young like ran over one day because they lived on the property next to him so he comes running over because frank used to have a big uh, beautiful uh, golden shepherd named rex so he would run over because he wanted to see the dog right and anytime you would go to frank's house obviously you'd go up to the window and then rex would run up to the window and kind of be like barking or whatever staring at you through the window as you know most dogs would do yeah so this little boy he runs over and he runs up to the window expecting to see Rex, right? And Rex didn't come, but there was something else standing in the window. And this kid looked and just turned and started, turned and just ran crying and screaming oh, at the top of his lungs. Wow. And his Scare mom's like, him. what's wrong? He's like, some monster. And she's mm. like, where? He was in the window. I saw the monster. I know wow. what I saw, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's like, dude, it's not. Do you not know the, when he started first started uh, I think seeing he was a this kid. guy? I think he was a kid. I, I remember that his first story was uh um basically I think the first time he saw it was like he was in his parents' room because their computer was in the yeah. in their room and uh they were sleeping on their bed. He's on the computer, I guess, playing a game or whatever. And he turned and looked back and he saw this thing lying in between them eyes wow. wide open staring at him i think that's one of his first like, and he was a little guy back then yeah he was a little kid probably like six or seven or something. that is right? terrifying like imagine like you just see this dude like sleeping in between your parents right it's just I don't yeah know. and that's see like that's where we're getting back into technology like you don't know if it came through his computer through like a radio that's what i who mean knows? is that like you were saying that anything could mm -hmm. be either a portal or a way of communication yeah. and it's, it's just energy it's, technology yeah it's <laughs> it's wild that it's like all these different people that i know who've all described more or less the same thing and there's a lot of other people around the world like i remember doing some research years ago about the shadow man or the hat man yeah it's just like countless story after story after story so much that's how can it's you like, say it's not true exactly it's you like there's got to be something to this like what is this hat man or shadow man um, are they different entities just mm. kind of all appearing as the same thing? And it's like you only see it for maybe a split second, and that's the best description you can possibly use, right? A lot of people keep in mind for some reason. Their stories are always like, oh, I was sleeping and I woke up for a second. I looked up and there was a man wearing a hat in the corner of my room, and then I blinked and he was gone, mm. right? And it's like countless stories about things like that, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just what I remember reading long over the last couple of years anytime i would do research on the topic that's kind of the gist of what would show up and it's just it's freaking wild wow um but yeah that's our uh ghost segment for tonight so <laughs> a lot I of you guys it. yeah a lot of you guys don't know but uh brad is actually a musician he's been oh, yeah. creating music uh, for a while now i'm to forget it myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> do videos so much yeah then. exactly um i mean it's like a part-time thing for you right yeah so, yeah um, so first off uh mm. how long have you been doing music now how long has it I've been done music since i was young like probably yeah. 14 That's yeah cool. and i've just like you know like growing up in high school and stuff that you're with the rebellious sorts like the punk rock 
goth rock kids and yeah. that's kind of how i got into it yeah i just mm -hmm. fell in love with music and then the emo stuff i'm a huge fan of too so it's like a combination of things i go. love emo yeah i, yeah, I think it. we all generally like for some reason we're all into this scene yeah like emo yeah. bands like nice. you know the used that's where me and him hit it off is yeah. like the used <laughs> i love mcr, MCR and yeah. oh my god yeah yeah list the lists go on yeah, yeah nice. with all the bands so. yeah what do you do in music you i'm the singer yeah nice yeah so, so we have a band it's uh parental pathology you can look we're on everything like spotify itunes and everything we literally this was actually the very first time though i was actually happy like with the singing and the work and everything mm -hmm. like our producer brett carruthers he's just amazing he's phenomenal and uh i met him online actually i i was a big fan of his band they're in a band called uh lie at the time and now they're called a uh, primitive evolution and it's basically him his wife's a bass player and then the drummer it's literally like nirvana it's a three-piece band and they just it's it's like heavy alternative but when you see them it's like watching it's literally like watching nirvana i'm like you have no idea like i remember seeing him after stage and giving a big hug and i'm like i never got to see bands like nirvana and yeah. it's like thank you for like bringing like bringing that back to me it was like wow like just a powerhouse band and i just, just very knew. like a grungy feel to it yeah like grungy alternative and then you have like the nine inch nails kind of like a really heavy mm -hmm. like gothy kind of thing to them too kind of yeah blow really your cool. face off kind of thing oh yeah yeah <laughs> and the whole crowd just going wild yeah mm -hmm. even he even had the guitar the jag which was like holy crap like this is crazy mm -hmm. so i fell in love with it and i was just like i, I want to do that i want to yeah. be like that yeah. so you're what's what would you say your genre is mostly like we're kind, kind of, of a mix yeah. um a lot of people say that we're experimental because it's like back and forth but if you were to put it down to anything i'd be like heavy alternative heavy alternative rock yeah mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. cool so you wrote so the um the most recent stuff you did is that like a full album that you did or just eps oh that we're doing right now yeah. like uh yeah so we're actually working on a full length album but um my producer said that it would be best to just do release them as singles each mm -hmm. time because actually a lot of people don't know this is that people's um attention spans are terrible so if you release a full album everybody on spotify and these itunes these digital platforms people will just listen to the first song and then mm, the rest of the album right. is gone so Got he it. said release one single each time and i'm like okay i think that makes sense i think yeah. the way that the way the music industry like you said people's attention especially with social media now because everything is it moves at such a fast pace yeah um, tiktok and i mean now like everybody's lives are just a matter of swiping right whether you're yeah. swiping yeah. left or right on uh, tinder or whether you're swiping up and down on facebook or uh, Twitter or Instagram right it's just like yeah. you're literally just scrolling through and sometimes you find yourself you're on social media and you're just like scrolling through until you find something that intrigues you yeah. right so um, when it comes with algorithms algorithms like that I feel like like what you what he makes a lot of sense because yeah. it was a business move really yeah. he just said that if you want like your band to be known this is what you should it makes, do it makes like sense. don't do what I yeah. did don't do what others did and I thought like well that's pretty awesome I mean like our first song we've got over a thousand views on Spotify we've never played a show mm -hmm. and he said like that's really really good yeah. and you're literally just you're building your brand yeah i think it's the same thing even with youtube i'm mean, like you you got to do something like, what do people like yeah. and then continue to do that well obviously you want to do what you enjoy as well yeah, but your own style yeah we just thought like okay like they're actually digging this whole 90s thing that we because like mm -hmm. it's an old sound so i was like i don't know if anybody will dig it because it's literally 90s into 2000s like 
kind of music so we just rolled with it and then i I keep getting people like mainly from youtube like all of our subs and they're like Mm -hmm. man when are you gonna do a show when are you gonna release new music and i'm like okay that's cool like people are enjoying Mm -hmm. it so yeah i mean i told you a while ago when you finally started you know picking up some steam and uh a lot of my followers started following Mm -hmm. you as well and i'm like yeah man you gotta use that as like your you know and i have been to build up your music yeah If, if it were me personally i would just put it on my main channel at this point i don't care yeah. you make a music video or just want to upload a song just put it on your music <laughs> channel and, the same thing he's like make yeah. sure to put it on there yeah like, exactly sweet. like yeah. it should be nice. on there and i mean obviously people will identify that oh this is brad's music and it's different from his other stuff whether it's haunted or random or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing at the time right yeah. so um yeah that's kind of cool that uh a throwback to like the 90s style of music because i feel like that music's kind of died for some reason but that yeah. was like some of the best music that's my life. ever written yeah that's my it was life. just like yeah. it was edgy um but the most important thing back in the 90s was the was the lyrics right exactly, was the most important yeah. part and i feel like a lot of that's kind of died out from the music industry we had another rapper the other the other day who was here oh, on the yeah, show that's nice. and um we were kind of discussing and saying like the same thing like music is kind of i mean it's fun to you obviously you have those hard beats and you're talking about whatever whatever um, but it's kind of it's nice to have to kind of go back in time to how they used to do it exactly where a lot of the lyrics actually meant something yeah right so whether it would tell a story or you could mm. create a trilogy or um, things like that when it mm. comes to your is that how you kind of like to write your music like is a story is mine yeah like yeah. a story basically yeah. and we're a hundred percent mental health like mm. I I just knew that growing up in my life i've seen all these kids that like they were just like me and being bullied and pushed around and all these things it gave us something to write about and i just wanted to be like yo like if we could just write music that speaks to people with mental health and say like you know what your life is worth living like there's so many things you could be like i'm proof of it i never never in a million years saw myself being where i am today uh, I never was into film, which was funny because like, I literally like when my stepdad passed, I was like, oh my God, like I just felt weird. Like, I just felt like, wow, like this is happening. Like people that I love aren't here anymore. Like, where do I go now? Cause that was kind of my direction. And um, yeah, it's just like one day at a time, like you just see what path takes you somewhere. And, and if you feel good about it in your heart, then you just follow that. Makes sense feel that um so when is your first show <laughs> first <laughs> you show have an idea oh yet? <laughs> god we're actually still trying to get a live band together yeah. so far it's me and brayden who's in a lot of our videos he's joined the writing crew because okay. it's really really funny um it was actually only supposed to be a recording project in the beginning uh brett carruthers is actually one of the co-writers but he has he's in two bands so he's in the birthday massacre and ape and it was just like i just loved his writing style so when i, I remember when i first emailed him like hey did you want to do this together you know what i mean it would only it would almost be like brian warner of manson and and trent Reznor getting together and like creating a record together and he was like yeah 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 like show me what you got and i i remember pitching him a few just voice beds which are just vocal demos and he'd be like you know what i could like build the music off of these I've never actually seen an artist able to do that because it's like you have to find out what note you're singing in, what key, and everything. And he literally would, I take a voice bed and he would, he's like, here's the music, come and sing. You want to come back next week and sing it? I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, how did you do that? And it's like, he's like, I'm just, you know, I've gone to school for this. So 
That's yeah, cool. It is cool. You said Brent Carruthers? Uh, in, uh, Brett Carruthers. Brett, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Birthday Massacre? So he's the, he's the bass player in the Birthday Massacre, and he's also in a band called The Primitive Evolution. And it's sweet because uh, he he just did two tours. So they did uh, the, Birthday Massacre, the Birthday Massacre's album. It was called Fascination. They just toured the States. And with his own band, he's able to snag a tour. And they went on with, uh, I think it's called The Sisters of Mercy. Okay. So him and that band just toured the states and i was like man this is awesome for you because i don't know if he's actually done like a tour like this before so it's it's a lot of exposure for his band and everything with me it's very weird because of course you fall in love with the big titles that are famous but a lot of bands i fell in love with were they're local artists nice. they, they're literally local but they sound as good as these big big names we drop like billy talent or right. you know alice in chains or whoever so yeah that's awesome yeah it's just i was wild. gonna say that i know the birthday massacre and i follow you the, love them Spotify. yeah oh that's great it's so funny because you said i'm like wait i know that yeah. name and <laughs> i believe i don't know where they actually live but i know that they um record and everything in toronto and amazing. stuff like that yeah. so like yeah it's just amazing i that's think a lot, awesome. of, a lot of those guys they they tend to record and perform in toronto and stuff like yeah. that i remember even like, like like you said like on this topic it's funny because i remember growing up i mean i was in into music as well i even have my old guitar on the on the wall over there yeah, yeah and i used to play myself in a band i mean i was not probably not going anywhere myself it was just fun for me at the time in my head mm. i probably thought you know i'm gonna be a rock star one day <laughs> but but i do remember when i was younger i knew a lot of very talented musicians yeah same people who probably could have gone somewhere as long as they had stuck with it and i just remember like the difficulties of trying to gain the yeah. exposure in in the field of of music especially at that time i don't know why it was just like the weirdest time in music where it was just so challenging for some reason because yeah. the internet like the internet was up and running myspace exactly at the time it was literally just mm -hmm. just myspace right it's like you could get lucky and get like you know a hundred views on myspace and that was yeah. like big shit at the time right but apart from that your only real exposure was you would just do as many small shows as you exactly. possibly can and i remember there being one on uh, queen street brampton i'm trying to remember the name of the actual place it was the the grungiest place ever um it was there and then there was another night i don't remember if you came with me when we went to go and see steve's band yeah right yeah. Oh, oh oh it was yeah, at yeah. uh um, and domi performed did domi perform maybe it was a different night but it's the same place yeah, yeah. all stars you're talking right, about all stars right, yeah yeah but i think domi performed uh for uh it was just a another uh, night maybe yeah it was yeah, it was okay. uh just oh, like a, wow. something else like karaoke or something like that right. but um steve was legitimately like okay so a, a good friend of ours named steve oh, um breathe beneath he yes he was in a band called breathe beneath and these fucking guys were Good. They were awesome. They were eh? actually like super talented. Wow. And I'm like, and I think one of the kids in the band, like they were super young. They were way, they yeah. were even younger than me, right? So um, I think one of the kids had their own recording studio. So they had already recorded their demos and whatever. It's like, you hear wow. this stuff, it's like, damn. Dude, this is like their first album. It's like really, really well done. Yeah. Right? Is it like but the stuff me and you like? Like the emo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If wow. I could, I wish if, I don't know if it's like oh, available man, online. Remember that? But yeah. So yeah. August 28th, 2013. Yeah. All stars tomorrow for our final show. The memories. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they were like really good, but it was like, and then even growing up, we had all these other bands. I knew all these other people who were all into music and um, I can't really name even one of them that yeah. actually ended up 
you know and these canadian local artists they literally could do it like you Uh just see their energy on stage Mm -hmm. and everything and it's what changed like i had bass players and guitar players and they're like firefighters and they're this now and it's like what made you change yeah like seeing like just being up on the stage with them they were just fire they Mm -hmm. do what they were doing so yeah pretty wild times man i remember going to these places and just going into the mosh pit (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's what that was my thing back in the day was just like concerts music yeah you know a little bit of drugs here and there mostly (laughs) i never i never did anything i only smoked weed when i was younger yeah yeah, whatever a little bit of problem with alcohol (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't right i mean i got alcohol right here so um some say i have a problem i i I promise i do not i promise i do not um but yeah times have uh definitely changed but now we're here we're now we're doing youtube and it's a whole different mm-hmm. ball game right um but yeah i know another one of your keen interests would be aliens so yeah with all yeah. the stuff in vegas i don't know if you heard about you probably heard a little bit about it but they I heard there's some guy some, in his backyard and yeah. there actually was can you guys like tell me the rest of this i don't know I'm dude not... i don't know it sounds i like, tried okay. to find so the, the weird part the funny part is that a lot of people have all corroborated and basically said they all saw the same thing and then there was also somebody else who apparently has seen this thing in their backyard we tried to pull it up the other day it was hard to find yeah so it started with uh, a cop driving and on their car uh, the the vehicle's dash cam uh there was like a light flying in the sky or something and the cop saw it and it was supposed to be the ufo i guess and then that's that night he's driving to someone who said there's something in my backyard and they saw some eight ten foot figure with, wow the, the one thing that who was it was it michael or was it i think we were it was mike mike, mike was yeah. saying how come in this day and age this is 2023 yeah. how come none of the like five people in the backyard had any video or pictures of it i know and somebody said know. that they were going in and it's private property so that's why we had to turn the cameras off and that's kind of where i got lost i was uh, kind of like that is uh, the guy's backyard yeah uh, i don't know i don't know that, yeah. that doesn't really make sense though because if it's a if it's um, this you're talking about the body cam footage for the um, cops, right? I was trying to look at the footage that was grabbed, and uh, yeah, like that was literally it. You just see this cop coming, and then they just turn the camera. I was like, "There's nothing." So no, it's kind of like, like BS uh, to me because there's no reason. Just because it's private property, I don't. Well, it would depend, though. But then again, it could be true. I'd have to look mm-hmm. into it, but because it would depend on state laws, um, Nevada laws in particular. I can't see them being. Well, I imagine why... that the government has this footage, just we don't. I mean, you know what I mean? Because you know how it, we're film editors, mm-hmm. and you can see a cut yeah. that looked like a cut. I don't know. I haven't. It seen, was just. I didn't see the footage mm, past gone. that. I just. I'm just saying that maybe, maybe there is a law that they can't like film on private somebody's property. private property. Uh, but maybe. it's like, okay, why not though? Like, if the if you have body cams on you. Aren't you supposed as long as everybody's aware that it's running? Yeah. Um, wouldn't wouldn't you just keep it running just in case like something happens? Mm-hmm. Like if the cops attacked, if the cop does something they're not supposed to do, that's kind of the whole point to have a body cam. Yeah, so the idea of the body why cam. Why are they yeah. turning it on and off? I, I don't know. I have no idea. But um in your experience, is there anything do you actually believe that they're out there? Is I actually think? believe that they are out there. Yeah. Um 
I don't know if you guys saw this in school or newspapers, but we have planets that are basically super Earths. So there's Kepler 181, I think Kepler 181b, and then there's a pile of others. We just can't get to them. These are actual planets? And they're, they have water, they have land, they've got probably more than one moon, they have a sun, and so they have everything. Like we can see them through like scopes, like NASA has these scopes that can see them. And I actually remember seeing it the first time I was working at the YMCA as a custodian and it was a big newspaper and had like, oh yeah, we, we just found these planets. Scientists had just found them and literally it just blew my mind and I'm like, well, you know, if you have a sun, you have a moon, you have land, you have water. They're saying it's a super earth. I'm like, there's everything there to contain life. We just don't know what kind of life it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Is there anything like, is there any certain information maybe video story that you can pick as an example that kind of definitively proves to you that they're out there or at least makes you kind of think i used to think that there was um i was a huge fan of this whole stan romnick story for a long time and then there was a lot of people that like completely completely debunked that and mm -hmm. that was the closest but what was the Stan Romick story? Uh, the Stan Romick story was about this guy who um, he said that he was being visited by aliens and he had like all the marks of where like implants would be and everything. And he captured footage of basically an alien playing peekaboo at the window. It was actually on YouTube. It was like huge thing. It mm. blew up. It ended up on the news in the States and then it ended up over here in Canada. Because I remember being at my grandparents' house and they're like, oh, you got to see this. Oh, yeah. This is totally you. <laughs> and I'm coming to see it. And I remember me and my my wife, we would watch that video documentary all the time. I can't remember exactly what it was called, something extraordinary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was all on him. And then there was just all these debunkers and they said about like his personal life and things like that. And then I kind of like, now I don't know anymore. It's the same thing with paranormal. You get to the point where you're like you totally are there because it happened and everything but then there's all these people they're saying oh, i don't know it could have been this could have been that and i pulled away until i actually read about this charles hall guy and charles hall actually worked on one of the bases so these there's area 51 but there's a bunch of military bases and this guy claimed to he he has other witnesses like eyewitness accounts and everything like working for the military and on this mm -hmm. base and he's like the aliens aren't on 51 they're actually here and he had photographs of them and everything and they look like human beings yeah like big eyes and things like that and apparently he was stating that uh, the U.S. is trading partners with them for technology that we don't have that's, like, way, way beyond. And it could even explain why you see, like, countries developing things where, like, wow, like, this is really, really high-tech. Like, where did we get these secrets from? Because it's just, like, it's so advanced that, like, we're too far behind to actually build these things. So that's 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 the big thing. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, about it. But yeah, as far as footage and everything like that goes, like it's it's just too hard. Yeah, because it, it's yeah. the same thing with politics. You see so many things, you don't know if it's true or false or mm -hmm. whatever. But visually, I did think that the Romnick thing was, if what he was stating is true, is like I don't have any Hollywood experience on making CGI or anything like that. And no, so, but you could always you could always find somebody. anyone could doctor it. Yeah, yeah if he made some videos like i'm not sure how he got money or or like from these videos or whatever but you know he made a little bit of money at first coming up with little things mm -hmm. to afford the cgi so like mm -hmm. 
that's what kind of got me like i'm kind of skeptic with the footage part of it but as evidence goes i would say charles hall is really really legit like through all the testimonies and stuff from people that have met him and these people like military like so what's what's uh, his story like what did he uh I knew he had something to do with like weatherman and things like that. Like he did a lot of stuff on that base, and I don't know if it's Area oh, so Fifty Three or Area Fifty Three. Yeah, he actually worked on one of these bases, and he said like it's not Fifty One, it's here. Mm-hmm. And when he first did that, everybody was like, okay, whatever, you know, pushing it aside. But then all these other people started coming forward, and they're like, no, Charles is right, and his testimony and everything. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and you can look him up. There's a lot on him, like a lot. He wrote the books um, Millennial Hospitality, Mm -hmm. and there's actually four books, and he talks about, like, the aliens, yeah, on the base. Says he was living with them for two years. Yeah. He was living with aliens? Yeah. The tall white alien race. He said the tall whites, as he called them. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of racist, but <laughs> that's, that's just the name that's of the species. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've been hearing a lot about this guy, Bob Lazar. I know it's been brought up multiple times on the oh, Joe Rogan okay. podcast. I've never heard of him. And to, to Joe Rogan, apparently he's convinced that his stories sound the most convincing, oh, I guess, or I guess whatever information he has. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man, there's gotta be like something out there. Like there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much, you was, what was the, the, the planet that you said? What was it called? I, it's on um, Kepler, Kepler 181 B is one of them, but yeah. there's a pile of super earths now. Okay. I'm yeah. curious. How far is this from us? Like how far mm-hmm. is this? I just looked at it. Hold on. You can look up the the super earth or something. They they always I'm curious, like exactly how far, how long it would take me to drive there, because that's what I want. We want to drive. (laughs) I mean, I drive a lot, right? So do you have the DeLorean? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could build one, right? Um, We'll just start doing some time travel, which I have an interesting story, which we're we're coming up to. We're uh, oh cool. We're we're already pushing an hour and thirty six minutes here. Does it show how much? So it says Kepler one eighty one B is one thousand nine. 187 light years from earth mm-hmm. oh that's like a and you can look it up there's a few super earths there's actually a bunch oh, now a that we're, them, eh? we keep stumbling upon mm. yet i mean you gotta imagine if there's other ones out there who knows yeah right i mean and it's funny too because just thinking about it it's like we're looking at them they're probably looking at us if they have a similar technology to at least a bare minimum yeah. to what we have then if we're looking at them and we're acknowledging that that super earth exists yeah. then Who's to say that they're not doing the exact same thing yeah, and also right. trying to plan and figure out, okay, yeah. how do we get there, right? Like mm-hmm. how can we – eventually technology might get be, become good enough that we exactly. can actually go to these places. Oh, right? when I said that I didn't see any fo- any footage of actual aliens, that's mm-hmm. actually a lie. No, I kind of did because yeah. – the rain uh what is it the rover on mars has yeah. picked up crustaceans oh, okay so it's still considered aliens because it's a living yeah, thing it's an on mars well, yeah. so there's there's actually footage i've never seen this footage um yeah before. like they they look yeah they're crustaceans because yeah. apparently they found uh water on mars hmm. Oh, and so it's been that, like yeah. a big thing, yeah. And they have photographs of them and stuff like that. <laughs> They're like, like little a, crustaceans, yeah. <laughs> isn't Mars mostly like just like a desert kind of? I think it's a dead planet. You can look this up on Google. I think it's mm. a dead planet. Like yeah. it's a planet that once was, and it's just yeah. and now it's, it's mostly just it's like enrichment a, a little is gone. bit of water. 
for the most part, yeah. right? But I don't know. I was trying to find the truth. There's another movie. I got I to gotta find the name. I think it was called Moment Moment of Contact. And it's about the uh, Virginia Brazil story. And I learned about this through the Joe Rogan podcast as well. Yeah, I Shout love out Joe, to Joe Rogan. Rogan because love him. Yeah. What he's doing out there is just fantastic. Right? Probably influenced this oh, yeah. bit for you. Ed. Well, yeah. no, not really. I mean, I've been watching podcasts for a little while now. And I kind of like to talk. So this is kind of just like fun for us, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic documentary uh he was a guest on the show oh wow you had him as a guest yeah he had not me he uh joe rogan had him as a guest and um who is it james fox yes Mm -hmm. james fox um and he was just he basically went on this crazy manhunt of uh trying to get all the accounts of the exact things that happened in virginia brazil which is kind of like the roswell Wow. Right? It's like a, like, I wonder uh, if he was actually a member of MUFON because that's what MUFON does. I don't They know. actually push like possible. people in the government or the military so, to, to, like, I to have divulge information. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. It's so what, like they, what, did you, what did you say? MUFON? Uh, so MUFON is Mutual UFO Network. And okay. these people, I didn't know what they were actually until like we stumbled upon stuff doing Randonautica. Yeah. And when I looked them up online, they're actual people that it's kind of like their own thing their own organization Hmm. and they're kind of like rebellions like they will actually find proof and they're like like i have the proof in my hands like i will expose you like expose the government expose the military which is a really dangerous thing because you know like obviously they've been trying to keep like aliens under wraps so long Hmm. from humans and but yeah that's exactly what they are that's actually what made the x-files like the shows because oh, yeah. it was like people like that that Mulder was in like so kind of yeah it kind of find his sister yeah <laughs> it kind of stemmed from Buffon yeah so I don't even was the X Files like I know it's based on a lot of like things that have supposedly happened but the, his actual the actual main story yeah. behind the characters of X Files was not it's real, not right? true it which was kind of silly so yeah. going back to that like the very very first episode apparently is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand. Like, why didn't you guys roll with that? Yeah. Like, find these cases sort of like unsolved mysteries, but make obviously make it into a TV series. But yeah, I think uh, a lot of it is fictional, but there's like things that are based on real things. There's actually stuff even based on like asylums and things like that that we've that we've investigated. So mm. yeah, it's wild. Is uh, is Tom DeLong a part of this? Mufon, Tom, Tom, is he? <laughs> uh, like that's the thing. They're they're very secretive yeah. too. So you you probably would never know. Right. Who knows? Yeah, man. you would never know. Who knows a part of these uh, these weird organizations? Yeah. And I mean, I get trying to seek out the uh, the truth. It could probably be pretty dangerous at times. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. You gotta There's... be very careful when you do stuff like that, especially when it comes to government stuff. Never trust exactly. the government. Yeah, because you know they might come and if you find some. You know, actual real stuff. Yeah. Um, they may come and uh, make sure that stuff never gets out there, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> the whistleblowers beware. Right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> be very careful. Um, so, one thing that I've always been very fascinated by is uh, stigmata. Okay. Yeah, I guess it kind of stems back a little bit to like the paranormal. I know it's more of like a religious thing, but mm. stigmata was essentially, cool. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy topic um, because stigmata was essentially like people experiencing what were the wounds of Christ. We're yeah. talking like the actual, you know, the hands, um, the shoulder, uh, the head, things like that. And I know there's a movie kind of 
like it about it. Right? Yeah, I think it was called Stigmata. Called Stigmata, nineteen ninety nine. Right. I'm gonna have to yeah. watch it. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's it's kind of a cheesy movie, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Yeah. But I feel kind of like it's almost very. I don't know, like somewhere in between uh, a Stigmata and a exorcism mm. type of thing oh. or like a, a possession demonic possession type of thing um because it just that's just what i remember i remember seeing the movie when i was a kid but growing up italian and i know <laughs> moshi's seen it in my house um yeah we always had this and i never i never knew this i never understood this um when we were kids because we're from southern italy um we ha- always had this picture and you could have gone to like any of my relatives houses and they all would have had the same picture there was this uh, old Italian man, big beard and short gray hair. Okay. And he was always wearing like almost like a monk priest kind of robe with the cross. And it was always the same dude in everybody's house. And he always wore gloves. And I'm oh, like, is it just wow. a thing that you wear gloves as a priest? Many, many years later, I started doing some research. His name was Padre Pio. And as an Italian, he's very, very famous. Okay. So famous to the point where they have preserved his body like you could actually go and see his actual body many years after he has passed and uh, i learned about that one day because i started looking up pictures of him and i found these pictures of his funeral which i thought was his funeral i'm like okay these pictures weird this guy did died i think in like the 70s or 80s or something like that maybe even a little later but i'm like these pictures are really good quality and then i realized i started doing a little more research and then i realized that uh, they actually preserved his body mm-hmm. like they didn't wow yeah and that's why the picture resolution was so good but uh padre pio was very well known for uh miracles happening um one that i remember after he had already passed i believe there was a hospital that had been named after him there was a child who had uh basically i think he developed some sort of crazy illness and they had told him told the family that he was going to pass he was already in a coma at this point yeah and he was expected to pass when all of a sudden he miraculously woke up and he just came wow. to and he was fine it was, it was almost as if he had been cured and they asked him if he remembered anything and the kid kind of spoke about this old man with a beard and he was in a brown monk priest type of uh uniform and he was wearing the gloves and whatever and he came to him and he said don't worry little boy everything's going to be okay wow yeah and then then after that he he woke up and um yeah it was basically like a miracle from Padre Pio, who I believe is actually a saint now. Um, But he was actually, like, when Padre Pio was alive, he used to experience stigmata. Like, they have a a piece of clothing that still has the bloodstains from this uh, shoulder. Was he a healer, too? Like, I know, like, some... some That I'm not too sure of. I gotta gotta look into that, but uh, I only have so much time in a day, and sometimes I get intrigued (laughs) by certain things, and I'm able to, like, kind of just brush up. Yeah, just trying to, like, this is from what I remember, like, growing up, learning about this, because I was so fascinated by it. I'm like, is this a real thing? Like, these people are not, like, making this stuff up? Like, to be a part of the church, and, you know, um, things like that, um, it's... I mean, the way he kind of lived his life, he didn't really make it much of a big thing. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... I mean, you wouldn't have called it clout back in the day, but it didn't really seem like he was much of a clout chaser. Like, it it seemed pretty legit. Like, he would just kind of, like, even if the church, because people were complaining about him, saying that he was lying, he was making it up and whatever, and trying to basically you know he was clout chasing essentially um i guess his version of clout chasing in the 50s and 60s um but 
even though we were just watching before and they were saying that, oh, no matter what the church did, he just complied. And he was like, oh, that's fine. If you're going to punish me and, you know, tell me that I can't do certain things because you say that I'm doing X, Y, and Z, then so be it that I won't, I'm not going to argue against the church's wishes. So yeah. to me, it didn't seem like he was really making it up, but I don't know. Stigmata just seems like, uh, and it's such an uncommon thing. Like, I don't know. I, mm. I wonder how many like record, you want to look it up? See how many recorded stigmatas there were in like history? Wow, yeah, like actual confirmed sure. ones. Because I mean, we have some like bullshit ones, right? So yeah. Also, one thing that I saw, which is an mm-hmm. aside, is that they uh, somebody made a film about Padre Pio, and you know who's playing him? Who? Shia LaBeouf. Really? Really? So yeah. this movie's not out yet. Twenty twenty three. Sometimes oh, he's got to grow his beard a little bit. Bigger. No, someone. Sorry, <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, get that beard. Is um, actually Shia? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And oh my god, it is. No, yeah. That's and I haven't. I didn't do a lot of research. I'm just looking yeah. at this. But someone reviewed it, so I, I, I yeah. guess it's done. That's how. Yes. I wonder if he was in. He's probably very interested in him as well. I guess. Yeah. Like, I want to want to show that on the screen. Wow. But that's really funny because he actually like. He kind of does he could, look like him? Yeah, he could pass of, yeah, for like yeah. a young, the young Padre Pio. Yeah, right. which yeah, is okay. I think what the that's probably what the be. film yeah. is. Eh? What was yeah. it looking yeah. against the recorded? Uh, re- how many yeah. recorded stigmatas there were? But let me see if I can. Uh, is this it? What you the last one? Yeah, the last one. Oh my god, this is funny. <laughs> see if I can bring this up. Should on be able the to click it, no? Yeah, I probably could. I'm just slow. Is uh, anyone? Is there any Padre Pio? This is, what is this? Is this what I'm, yeah, this is it. Padre Pio, LaBeouf is intentionally out of place in odd film about Italian saint. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my God. Oh, there he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. It's funny because he does look like. A little bit. Like, I mean, not perfectly, <laughs> but. Yeah. That's funny. It's like you would, that's a th- like you would never expect that for like Shia LaBeouf no. to be playing like a character like that, and it's a role that you're probably worried about doing because of the criticism, right? Maybe, too. maybe. I know Shia has done like some interesting. Yeah, and then you, it it being Shia LaBeouf, I don't think he is afraid of any role, really. No, I don't think so. I think he's uh, mm. dude. He's Transformers, right? Yeah, <laughs> do anything. If I he could pull it him. off in that movie, because Megan Fox was terrible in that <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, she was she carried that movie. Yeah. <laughs> if he could pull it off, then uh, yeah. then good for him. Um, one well, of the other things, what were you gonna say? No, all I found on the number of stigmata was yeah. between. What did I just read? Oh, I lost it. Between the 14th to the 20th century, more than 300 people were identified as having been wow. stigmatized, okay. and more. Than sixty were declared saints or the blessed in the Roman mm. Catholic Church. More than sixty? Yeah. Oh wow. That's so that's probably the legit. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, I mean, I guess if they had, it depends because there's certain things. There's a certain process to becoming sainted. Oh, right? it's true, true. And it's a lengthy process. Like there's probably still people who have not been canonized to this day who will probably be in the future who have more than you know are way past uh, they've, they've passed a long time ago right so i mean it yeah. does take a little bit of time and they gotta go do go through the whole process and do that stuff um another thing that i've always been fascinated that's kind of like similar idea um was the uh the visions the apparitions uh, yeah and fatima have you heard about that no no, long no time. i think it was in the 80s fatima. or 90s or so are you familiar with that mo no i don't know what no? it is so basically there was these three children i believe they were all related um so there was a brother and sister and then one cousin if i'm not mistaken and basically they were out i think they were just like uh 
you know, shepherd, farmer type of, type of family. Like they were very poor out in the countryside in Portugal. And uh, basically they went out and they were just out and wherever. And uh, all of a sudden they had the apparition. And I guess they didn't really know, realize who it was, yeah. but it was Mary, like mother of Jesus, oh, Mary, wow. right? So, and she would come to them and she would always tell them when to come back, like on a certain date and a certain time. And they would do that. And every time they would come back, she would tell them a prophecy, right? Oh, and wow. a lot of the prophecies that, she would tell them would come true and she mm -hmm. told them uh something along the lines of first of there was two girls and a boy if i'm not mistaken brother sister and then the other one was the female cousin and uh the apparition essentially told them that uh, the boy was going to die of a very young age of a certain illness whatever and he did and then the other one same thing that she would die a few years later which was the sister and they told the other cousin, you're going to live a very long, fulfilling life. And she did. She lived into her like 80s, 90s wow. sort of thing, right? Like I remember there was even pictures of her with uh, Pope St. John Paul II. So, cool. Yeah, it wow. was just like such a fascinating story. And apparently, because um, a lot of people didn't believe them. Right. Like mm -hmm. even their own family was like, I mean, there were kids. Right. So you imagine kids have a very large imagination. Yeah. So even the families were like, no, no, you're, you're we're going to punish you because you're not telling the truth. And this is blasphemy. Um, you can't be saying these things. You're making things up about God. And you're saying that, you know, Mary is coming to, to see you. And then over time people started there's been a recent movie actually mm -hmm. about all of this and it's uh, funny because my grandmother before she died she said that she had a dream and she saw mother mary oh really she didn't wow. see god though she just said that when she was just mm -hmm. brought to god it was just a big bright light but before she passed away this is really really crazy she drew the church that she was in mm. and the people in it and I believe that this uh, drawing was actually donated to the Salvation Army Church oh, cool. in Orangeville. Yeah. Nice. Wow. So I think they're going to put it up or frame it or something mm -hmm. like that. She, she didn't finish it, though. She sadly passed away from cancer. Right. But the thing is, she was not afraid of death. <laughs> Like, I think that was the, I think that's the biggest thing that's been helping me with my own mental health because I have like, uh, I have like a mild hypochondriacy, like I can't stand it. And with her, just not afraid of anything. She knew where she was coming and she knew where she was going. So to see somebody like that full of life and to know that, okay, I'm going to be with Jesus soon. It was like, wow, like wow. this is, this is intense. Like yeah. it's vibrating. So yeah, I've, uh, I guess I've kind of had some weird experience. I find like there's these weird stories and this actually happened with my grandfather. Like that, uh, right before they pass, they kind of get, it's like bouts of renewed energy. I would call it. I just remember, so, so my grandfather, um, he was basically on his deathbed. He was in the hospital for a very long time. And uh, I remember that he was he was very sick. He had bone cancer, so he couldn't oh, get out of bed. Wow. He was, you know, yeah. it, it was very, very difficult for him. So he was essentially bedridden, um, couldn't do anything. And uh, basically the night, so my grandmother, um, she stayed in the hospital since he had basically been put in there and um the night before he died he actually tried to get out of bed he had never tried to do this any of the months previous oh, to this wow. and he it was just, just like, like yeah it, it was know? just like this sudden thing in the middle of the night he's just like got up and like turned and he was like literally ready to go for a walk wow as if it was just like something 
overcame him that was like yeah you got this bro like you're you're good to go mm-hmm. like you can you know go for that one last final walk and then my grandmother like woke up and was like what the hell are you doing and i called for the nurse and they put him back in bed and whatever um and the next day he he passed right but i hear a lot of stories about things like that where it's like maybe they have a vision or like something in their their demeanor changes yeah. um or like they get like that last bout of of energy and it's 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 crazy because it's yeah uh, it's a pretty common like occurrence that that happens or there's kind of something that that might happen that kind of i don't know like a weird day sort of thing like i still remember like the day that my up like the night before my grandfather died um there was this first of all there was like a i wanted to stay at the hospital i was fighting with my mom i was young yeah. I was like probably I don't even remember what, how old I was back then. Like ten, that was two thousand. So you're close been, with them. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, lived together. Um, nine years old. Yeah. So I would have been like nine, ten years old, and I just remember I was obsessed with wrestling, like WWF. I think it was WWF. It might have <laughs> been WWE. Awesome. I don't remember if it had switched yet. Um, but I remember fighting with my mom because at home we couldn't get uh, SmackDown. Yeah. I think it might have been WWE already by this point because they had SmackDown was on one channel, Raw was on another channel. And I just remember like I wanted to watch it. <laughs> I'm like fighting with my mom and my grandfather had gotten really sick at this point. Like he had stopped mm. eating and all that stuff and uh, fighting with her. And she's like, no, we got to go home. Right. And I totally understood. Like, I don't know. Now and, you know, thinking about it it's like i don't know why i would have been fighting with my mom over something so stupid right yeah i should have just gone home and (laughs) slept in her own beds right um but i just remember for some reason having this instinctual thing to fight with my mom to stay at the hospital for some reason that night yeah right and she obviously it didn't happen the next day left the house to go to school uh, I walked all the way up the street. There was a massive blizzard snowstorm. Oh, wow. I walked up the street to wait for the, the bus, and uh, the bus never came for some reason. So I waited an hour. Um, and I think I had remembered I forgot my gloves, and there was, like, one of the neighbors. She ran home, and she comes running back, and she gave me an extra pair of gloves That's nice. and all that stuff. Um, and then the bus never came so i started walking home and then i just remember like walking home and then you know i my mom opens the door and she's like freaking out and she's like oh no no's not waking up whatever whatever and um yeah i don't know i just feel like all the occurrences of that day yeah were just kind of like fate like almost like it was meant to be like we were supposed to have that massive snowstorm just to make sure that i was able to be home that day so Mm -hmm. i could go see because then we ended up going to the hospital yeah we were lucky that we even managed to get there because the snow was so freaking bad but my aunt kind of ended up making it to my house and it was i just remember the whole morning being like a crazy panic um but he had slipped into a coma and i remember it was kind of like it was meant to happen yeah your last day yeah in order for me to go and be um you know to go and see him for the very very last time and then after i saw him a few hours later he had passed and uh i wasn't even there because my aunt had come and she had uh took me home uh took me to her house or whatever for the afternoon because she kind of you know obviously realized what it was that was happening right um but yeah i just remember like all these weird experiences on days like like moments like that when weird things happen it's like either you just know about something you know when something bad Mm. may have happened like i've had other incidences where it's like you just kind of like something is in your something is telling you that this is what 
what happened right so i don't i don't know how else to explain it it's like a weird very weird kind of feeling mm. um but i just remember very vividly that day and it's always kind of stuck with me but yeah the the world operates in uh Weird, mysterious, mysterious ways, ways yeah. man. <laughs> I know it's cliche, it, yeah. but it's true, right? Yeah. I like think it's, it's with family. Yeah. I mean, like you see, like uh, twins, like mm-hmm. that are identical twins, and then like, oh, like he's in trouble, mm-hmm. and it's like they know, mm-hmm. and something does happen. Yeah. I think it's. I think a lot of us have that intuition. It doesn't really. You don't have to be a twin yeah. of somebody. Yeah. Like I, like my dad's not doing good, and then I call, and then mm-hmm. sure enough, like something's going on. Right. You just get a weird <laughs> yeah. feeling. I don't know. Yep. Um, so we are almost at the uh, two-hour mark. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. How this was it? This is my very first podcast. <laughs> I've never done this before. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And since you brought up like all the top, like wow, all these top. I'm interested in all these things. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Work out. <laughs> yeah. I was all nervous coming up. I'm like, Angelo, I've never done this. He's like, Don't worry, you're gonna like it. You're like, just wait till you get here. It's easy. We're just having yeah. a conversation. That's pretty coffee. much it. Yeah. yeah I feel coffee, comfortable. Bring a couple different random topics and yeah. pretty much just shoot the shit for two hours. Right? So, so if you like could uh, jump back in time and start the podcast over again, is there anything that you would like to talk about? Hey, you like that segue? <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to segue into it, but Brad and I are going to go and film a haunted video oh, tonight. So we're going to have yeah. to save that going. story. Yeah. So there, there's a, like a weird, crazy time travel story that I really, really want to talk about and then i looked at the time I'm like holy crap it's already almost 11 o'clock yeah so we gotta get kind of get a move on yep, so 100%. um yeah we did bypass gaming and you know I'm oh maybe next maybe next podcast yeah, yeah. yes yeah. we will definitely uh we'll still be here we'll be doing them um i'm going to alberta soon so we got i think one more show we're filming after this yes. and then i'm going away and then after that once we get back then uh we'll be open to doing more episodes with whoever yeah. but for tonight uh brad thank you for coming yeah all thank this you for having to join me, man. us I'm honored had, uh, <laughs> thank you very time. much man it's awesome yeah. it's great so uh that's pretty much it um shout out to everybody here i'll leave everybody's links down in the description below go mm-hmm. and subscribe to everybody follow us on social medias uh we are available also on spotify <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got that was awesome. I did that on purpose so hey we're on spotify we're also on apple podcast which is super cool because that's actually getting some views which is it really is, awesome yeah. that's yeah. wicked also there's another app called rumble check us out mm-hmm. there we do some late night spicy um after hours type topic. of non I don't want to say like spicy content. videos. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not porn, too. guys. It's not porn, I promise. No. This is when things get a little wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for tonight. Smash that like button. Subscribe if you're new. Turn those notifications on and uh, share this video out with your friends if you want to You know, mm-hmm. help us out and spread the word. And uh, we will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.